0: sports talk 24 7 365
1: unless we forget to pay the power bill 94 3 the game
0: live we are here east to media day as we are inside of the uh, town bank tower what a beautiful day some uh, puffy clouds as we look through the window outside with blue skies and uh, getting ready for uh, Pirate football to uh, sort of begin its uh, season here. Of course, they've been working at it uh, in the uh, preseason camp, but uh, today's kind of the first day before uh, not only the local media, but media from around the state and possibly from around the nation as well. Welcome in, everybody. It's great to have you with us here. Patrick Johnson on uh, the flagship of the Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Look who's here. ECU, all-time great, <laughs> NFL veteran. Pack legend, my guy Terrence Copper, who was on the uh, show with me uh, this week. Good to see you here, T-Cop. How are you? How you doing, Pat? I'm doing well. So we're getting close. We're three weeks away from the home opener oh, yeah. against South Carolina. We're uh, about 10 days or so away from the season opener in Charlotte against App State. Mm-hmm. Going to hear from Coach Houston at the bottom of the hour. Uh, of course, I'm sure he'll not only talk about uh, the preseason, but uh, talk about the image. All indications where the defense showed out again. So that's uh, some good encouraging uh, signs but Terrence when you look at uh, uh, this uh, football season about to kick off today kind of feels like that uh, that first sort of step into the 2021 journey
2: yeah it started get you excited again uh, you know it's time for this football season to roll around again and I'm excited to see how we're going to do this year uh, I really want to see the improvements when it comes to the offensive line so it's a lot of different things that I want to I really want to see
3: Got the
0: record book here. I'm just going to thumb through it, and I'm going to look up some Terrence Copper stats as we go on, <laughs> but uh, we'll get to some of that in a little bit. Uh, again, Coach Houston will come up and join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll uh, get a break or two in before then. May even have some cuts from uh, Coach Houston's uh, m- uh, visit yesterday post-practice with the media. Our Philip Pilkington and Ben Byram were there uh, covering that. So, uh, Cop, when you – Let's start offensively. Obviously, there are a lot of pieces uh, that are, are back. Holt Naylor's mm-hmm. has uh, distinguished himself as uh, the number one guy. Still okay. some questions, but uh, we are expecting big things from Holt Naylor's this year.
2: Yes, definitely. Uh, and truthfully, we need him to stay healthy. Uh, not only for him to stay healthy, but we also need offensive line coming to come together this year because that's going to be where everything starts at uh, right up front.
0: Going to hopefully uh, have the chance to talk to some of the uh, assistants uh, today as well. We've got a brief window with them uh, from about 1.45 to 2, so we'll try to run them through the old car wash here uh, as, as quickly as we can. Uh, but it does look like that we're going to have uh, uh, hopefully a chance to, to kind of get an idea from uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick, possibly Steve Shankweiler, of uh, how that is coming together. But I agree with you there. I think uh, certainly there are weapons there. You have a savvy uh, signal caller in Holton who's mm-hmm. – uh, uh, got uh, a couple more years potentially to to leave his legacy on this program oh, yeah. and make it a winning legacy. Yep. But that offensive line, uh, it's staying healthy, but it has gotten bigger and it's gotten more physical. And I think Terrence, that's that's a, a good place to start here with our coverage today as well. You know, last year this group didn't have a spring practice. Nope. Because of COVID, did not have the summer with uh, Big John. Guys were working out on their own. Not everybody does the Terrence Copper workout where they can, you know, look swole in <laughs> their golf shirt and, uh, and have the, mul- the muscles bulging and, and rippling through. Uh, you know, some guys did. The older guys, I think, last year really kind of knew what they needed to do mm-hmm. to get ready for the season, even though everybody was getting ready on their own. You know, the younger guys, you know how younger guys are, Terrence. Some of them, uh, you know, and, and then there's also just access to equipment, access to uh, facilities. That varied from guy to guy. Mm -hmm. If you think about that across college football, that's pretty remarkable that we were able to have a season because of uh, of, of just different ways guys had the ability and were working out. But being with Big John, Mm -hmm. strength and conditioning coach here, what kind of difference is that going to make just physically for this program?
2: Oh, it's going to make a huge difference, especially for the freshmen that's coming in and the younger guys that need to be in that weight room program. Because a lot of those guys, when they come from high school – or the year under, they haven't really been in the system. They have really haven't been under Big John Tulich. So now when they come in, you got an offseason, you got time to get in shape, you got time to get bigger, stronger, faster, you got time to still build that team camaraderie. And that's a big part of the weight room as well.
0: You obviously uh, played very, very well as a uh, receiver here, well enough that you were able to do it earning a uh, living for a decade in the NFL. CJ Johnson's a local kid. We heard from CJ this week. Mm hmm. Had a great freshman year, kind of came on the scene. And, yep. uh, everybody then's looking for him in his uh, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you when you have CJ come out and uh, you know just didn't perform quite as well. I think he might have been a guy that uh, would have benefited a little more from spring ball and would have benefited uh, from from a more disciplined off season workout, which he's had this year. Uh, big things expected for him. But from what you saw last year versus what you uh, think you'll see out of him this year, what will be the difference?
2: Oh, I think he'll be he'll be more in shape. Like I said, you didn't have an off-season. You didn't really have an off-season last year. So we can get in and, and get your training in. So he'll definitely be more in shape. I'm I'm excited to see how, how he make that adaption when it comes to drawing double coverage each time. Last year, he I I don't think he was ready for it. I think it kind of shocked him when he got the best DB on him or when he got double coverage. So I think this year I think he's more prepared. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do.
0: you got uh, Tyler Schneed as well and mm-hmm. I mean, there's a guy who's uh, very steady. there's a guy who's very explosive. he frustrates his uh, teammates uh, in practice and during these scrimmages every day because uh, he just makes you miss. yeah, and that is uh, gonna certainly be the case uh, in games we anticipate this year didn't participate in the scrimmage uh, last week, expected back uh, for uh, for things this week but uh, obviously, Tyler Snead in that slot is going to be an, an important role, uh, uh, have an important role, I should say, for East Carolina in 2021.
2: Yes, definitely. Tyler Snead, to me, in my, in my eyes, he's definitely the X factor when it comes to the offense. He's one of those guys that can always get you the first down. He's always getting open. So anytime when when Aylers get, get in trouble, he can always check down to Tyler Snead or look for him because he's always going to be open.
0: No Blake Prohl uh, this year, so you'll have uh, an opportunity for some other guys uh, to step up. Let's talk about the uh, two running backs that uh, everybody is uh, talking about. You've got the freshman of the year in Roger Harris, mm-hmm. uh, Keaton Mitchell. What a huge game he had in his last game. He really came on, mm-hmm. obviously, that running game, and that's what Mike Houston wants to do. He wants to have the running game that'll set up things for the uh, passing game, that'll Uh, obviously shorten games with their ability to get first downs and move the chains. Comes back to the offensive line staying healthy. It does. But these two running backs, uh, even if you have some ills on Mm -hmm. the, if a guy misses assignment, they just need a crease and they can make something happen.
2: And they can make it happen. Uh, Like I said, those guys are very special, especially being so young. They're they're very special. They can really set the tone for the offense. They can make everybody's job easier. If we just get the run game going, Holt Aylers' job is going to be a lot easier. Now he can uh, incorporate the play action. Uh, there's a lot of different things that you can do when you got a run game.
0: We're uh, here. It's uh, ECU media day coverage coming up. Bottom of the hour, we'll have uh, Coach Houston uh, step in with us. We'll uh, uh, he'll be at the podium taking questions from the media. We'll have all of that uh, audio for you. Uh, we're also going to have uh, uh, Pirate System coaches, some players stop by, and uh, we've got some uh, bites. Our Philip Pilkington's also roaming around. Anybody that does not join us live on the air, he's going to have an interview with them, and uh, that will allow him to. Uh, you know, come out and uh, have the opportunity to uh, uh, talk to those people, and we'll get some of that on tape for you and get that on the show. And what we don't get on show uh, on the air live today, we'll have for you on 94.3thegame.com uh, when we uh, post the podcast of the program later on today. Uh, glad you were with us uh, here. Uh, let's get to a couple of cuts. So uh, if you want to go ahead and uh, reach out to the studio there, uh, Derek, we'll uh, uh, get a couple of those quickly, though. We'll turn our attention to the defense. We've got a lot of guys Uh, that are kind of playing multiple uh, spots this year on the defense. Xavier Smith comes to mind. We've also seen Jeremy Lewis uh, transition over from the offensive side of the ball to Mm -hmm. the defensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. He said this week it's it's more instinctive for him. It's more comfortable for him. Jeremy's certainly a great athlete, uh, played both spots in high school. You know, I thought it was interesting when he came out of South Central. They were going to put him on the offensive side of the ball at first. Not that he didn't have that ability,
2: mm-hmm. but athlete. it just
0: seemed like uh, he was a a, a custom made kind of guy to come off the edge defensively. And he says he's more comfortable there.
2: I uh, definitely can be more comfortable, uh, especially playing a tight end position on offense. Not saying he couldn't he couldn't play the position, but it's a lot more thinking that comes involved when they're playing tight end. But when you're playing that defensive end, there's less thinking. Uh, let's just pin your ears back. Uh, let's get after the quarterback, or let's stop the run. So he's definitely more instinctive playing on the defense side of the ball. All
0: right, uh, some cuts from yesterday, uh, and uh, of course, they've had the scrimmage this morning, but Coach Houston did talk about what exactly they are looking for or what they were looking forward to mm-hmm. in the scrimmage that was held during Meet the Pirates here earlier this morning.
4: You know, I want to get a lot of work uh, with the kicking game tomorrow. So, you know, we're going to do a lot of that stuff early in the scrimmage. And then, uh, you know, want to, you know, the thing we're trying to do right now is you know we have a roster that's as big as we've ever had but uh you know there's only 72 that are going to go to charlotte and so we gotta figure out you know we know for the most part you know who the first 30 or so are you just gotta figure out who the rest are you know you gotta figure out who's you know who's ready to play and who's you know needs a little bit more time whether it's later this season or you know maybe maybe next year um you know for some of those young guys so there'll be a lot of guys getting work in a lot of different situations and you know some of the guys That uh, that you know what you got, you know they won't see quite as much tomorrow. But uh, you know, just really, you know, an evaluation uh, of personnel is the big big piece for tomorrow. Terrence, the defense uh, was the
0: story in scrimmage one. We'll get the assessment from uh, Coach Houston, the coaches, and even the players on uh, the scrimmage this morning. By all accounts, uh, our people there said the defense showed out uh, again. Uh, that's pretty encouraging. Just because the offense maybe wasn't quite up to snuff doesn't mean that there's a struggle there. But I mean, mm-hmm. this defense, Blake Harrell's done a phenomenal job with him. He's putting the right guys in right uh, the right positions and more natural positions, as we were just alluding to there a moment ago. We'll hear from Coach Houston on the status of the defense coming up in just a second. But don't worry about this offense. Things are going to be okay.
2: Yeah, don't worry about the offense. I'm more encouraged that the defense going out there and competing. Uh, don't get me wrong. Usually the defense, they come around a little quicker than offense because it's more things that's intertwined with offense. But I'm just excited that the defense has came out and really put, put up a good showing both scrimmages.
0: All right. This is uh, Mike Houston on the improvement on the defensive side of the ball for ECU.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's the, the... – you know, the positive piece of having, you know, the same scheme, same coordinator, and for the most part the same position coaches, uh, you know, for a couple of years in a row. And, you know, you have, you know, guys that played last year. You know, as I was sitting here this time last year, you're sitting here with, you know, Chris Willis and a bunch of freshmen. Um, Now you're sitting here, you know, Chris has has graduated and gone on, but those guys, they're experienced second-year players now. and so. you know, you got a, you got a lot of guys that have game experience uh, that know the scheme. Uh, I think we're playing very very fast right now defensively, uh, extremely aggressive. Uh, I really really well, I mean, Wednesday's, Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday's practices uh, were extremely physical practices, uh, and very pleased with the way we run we, the way we run and hit. So, uh, I think that they I think that they feel you know confident in themselves right now.
0: We're here uh, on our uh, game day uh, countdown dress rehearsal, you could say. Our coverage of ECU Football Media Day. (laughs) Uh, Patrick Johnson along with uh, Terrence Copper. It's great to have you uh, with us here. Uh, We're uh, going through some of the cuts of Coach Houston. We'll hear a little more from Coach Houston coming up in uh, a little bit. Looking forward to that. Lots of uh, familiar faces here at uh, Media Day. And uh, obviously, uh, Coach, when you talk about – A team that is seeing defensive improvements, Uh, as Terrence said. It's good to hear that has continued uh, through the first couple of scrimmages. Terrence, uh, we've talked about the physical improvement, but there are a lot of guys – and, of course, everybody has this. Everybody's Mm -hmm. returning, you know, 20 starters in some cases. Mm -hmm. He's returning a lot of guys that got a lot of snaps, a lot of starters. Really, everybody uh, is. Still, you get the sense that that's something that Mike Houston's very excited about. Let's hear from the coach on that, and then I want to get your thought on, uh, you know, just – when you've gone through these battles together, the journey from, from trying to turn this thing around and how that might be. And I think you'll hear some of that in coach
4: Houston's comments right now. Well, you know, last year, I don't think you can really compare to anything, you know, uh, you look at where we were this, this time in 2019 and it's not even close. You know, I, I feel like we have you know good players in our program. Um, we're still, you know, we're the second youngest team in the country last year. Okay. So, now we're not going to go from being the second youngest country in the te- second youngest team in the country to being the most experienced team in the country. I mean, we're still probably one of the youngest teams in the country because of so many kids coming back uh, with the extra year due to COVID. I mean, you look, uh, you know, when when I first you know knew that we were playing Appalachian this year, you look at their roster and I said, okay, well, we're 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 catching up a good time. You know, all their guys are going to graduate the year before and they're going to have a very young team. Well, you know, all those guys came back and are super seniors this year, so they have a very old team. Um, so you're still you're still a young team, but I like our team.
0: And uh, Terrence, you know, there's a lot to be said about that. As we mentioned, a lot of teams, a lot of programs are returning, a lot of guys that were contributors last year, obviously, with uh, – uh, the extra year because of uh, COVID, that is something that uh, you know that has created a lot of uh, experience and a lot of depth mm-hmm. with experience uh, around the country. But you get the sense Mike Houston is really feeling like with this program, it's going to be a huge difference maker.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially when you go through uh, two or three years of, of a bad season. All the players, they understand what they have to do to, to get better, to lock in. So these things are are vital when it comes to having a good season. Your players got to understand what it takes to get to where they need to get to
0: the buy-in. And of course that's already, we're, we're well into year three of that with the uh, buy-in and uh, Tom McClellan walking by uh, here, media relations, uh, making sure we're okay. And we are, we appreciate their <laughs> uh, help today in setting up our uh, uh, live broadcast uh, of this uh, media day. And uh, we're bringing it to you exclusively here on 94.3, the game, Terrence, the, um, uh, the, the, buy-in and mm-hmm. just you know I think you know they had to buy in the players did to what coach Houston and the culture he wanted to establish but I also think there's the buy-in into that journey and paying the price to turn this thing around I mean when you set a goal and you achieve it and you've bought into what you have to do every day to achieve that goal it just makes it that much sweeter and I, and I think that's now We've heard the culture buy-in. We've heard the culture change, but I think mm-hmm. the buy-in to put in the work, the you know trust the process, as mm-hmm. they say, is something that this uh, roster has done.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, you have to trust the process because if you don't trust the process, you're not going to get out what you need to get out of it. Uh, so just trusting the process, trusting the plan that Coach Houston has in place, trusting the plan, what the plan that Big John has in place for you during the off season, right? And just working on it and just working at it.
0: All right, cut six on our uh, roster, and this is uh, Coach Houston talking about how the culture is better than when he got here. Play hard.
4: They, they play with emotion, they play with intensity. Um, we have good ability, uh, we have good culture. Um, you know, we have good kids. I mean, they're, they're enjoyable to be around. They're, I, I, I'm proud of who they are when they represent us in public. Um, so, you know, football wise, I feel like the program is in a very solid uh, place right now. And, uh, you know, we're all excited about the fall. Uh, everybody knows we have a challenging schedule but we also have great opportunities and I'm, I'm excited to, to see this team play. You know, we're going to be extremely competitive. Uh, I think we've got a chance to have, you know, the year we all hope to have this year. So we got to go out and do it. We got to go out and earn it, you know, and we're gonna have a tremendous test in game one that I think will, you know, go a long ways towards telling us exactly where we are.
0: All right, uh, comments there about that uh, culture change. But let's face it, uh, there've been some tough times here, but uh, mm-hmm. the culture was just not where it needed to be a few years ago.
2: Yeah, it it wasn't, and and it takes a little while to get there, you know. So I'm I'm just excited that it's
0: I'm excited about what's about to happen. Jarrett's copper most receptions in a season, eighty-seven. There you go, back in two thousand three. I'm just looking through the record <laughs> book here while we have the cuts on, and I'm I'm, I'm I see Zay Jones, I see Justin Hardy, you see Dwayne Harris. I think you're number four on here. We just have room for three. You know, those guys, they some great receivers, <laughs> pretty good. They some, they're they're pretty some pretty good, good receivers. Oh, you yeah. You pretty good, too. Though. Yeah, but you those were guys are tough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Terrence Copper. Uh, and he is alongside. We're going to break. We will come back, and uh, bottom of the hour, Coach Houston will be up. We will uh, lead you into that. Uh, We'll hear some of his comments and then have some of the coaches come by and uh, some of the players by with us as well. Uh, This is our Media Day coverage, and uh, we will be back, Terrence and I will, with our crew right after this. Good to see you. Jeff Charles uh, here. Great to see him. Uh, Might catch him here in a few minutes during this process. Bottom of the hour, we're about 10 minutes away from uh, the uh, coach, uh, Mike Houston, uh, joining us. You've got to know Mike Houston, Terrence, uh, pretty well, Mm -hmm. uh, certainly over the last few years. And uh, your son, of course, part of this uh, pirate program and has gotten a chance to kind of run with uh, the twos. But uh, even prior to that, you got to know Coach Houston uh, pretty well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, uh, you know, certainly... Uh, a vision comes to mind you know, when you're thinking of ways to describe the coach. Uh, he has a vision. He has a plan, yep. uh, the integrity, uh, hard work, dedication. All those things seem to come to mind for me. Uh, mm-hmm. A little bit about Mike Houston, the man that you know.
2: Oh, yeah, the same exact thing. He's a, he's a hard-nosed guy, tough guy. Uh, he's going to treat everybody equally, but he expects he expects a certain thing. He expects hard work. He expects dedication. Uh, so, But the things that he expects, he's the exact same thing. <laughs> And, and truthfully, that's what you want out of a head coach because your team takes on the characteristics of your head coach. Right. So the fact that he has all those, and it's just the team's just going to follow.
0: We're uh, at 10, 11 days from Appalachian State at uh, Charlotte. And, uh, of course, we'll have our game day coverage beginning at 3 that day with the Patrick Johnson Show broadcast. And then 4 until 6.30, uh, we will have our pregame uh, coverage for you. Some details on that mm-hmm. uh, as far as where we will be uh, uh, next week as uh, we get uh, closer and closer to that first. Uh, broadcast uh, coming up so uh, looking forward to that undoubtedly also uh terrence will be on hand for uh for some of that are you going to charlotte i haven't asked you that so i'm gonna put you on the spot on no, the air. I'll, be here. Okay. I'll be here okay all right well terrence will be here. be here you know what terrence said rather make the money than spend the money so that's it's, <laughs> that's why terrence is the smart man that he is oh. uh and that and the premier sports academy is not going to run itself that day so that's I'd right be, that's right <laughs> so but that's we, thought we thought about going to charlotte we thought about going well, we had planned, uh, too, and I, you know, I was going to go there and already book the uh, hotel and all that, but then uh, we, we've got our coverage here, and we've decided just to, to hang back. We are going to have some uh, reporters there, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, not a bad uh, deal to be in Greenville for a uh, pirate home opener and can uh, watch it with uh, friends uh, wherever we'll be uh, broadcasting from. So that'll be a lot of fun on that uh, evening. Uh, but again, our coverage will begin uh, 3 o'clock that day. Uh, leading into uh, ECU uh, football. So uh, looking forward to that and looking forward to Appalachian State. You know, they're, they're favored double digits in this game, and that yeah. line has been pretty consistent. But uh, all of my appy friends are not as quite uh, as uh, verbose mm-hmm. as you think. They, you know, there's a little smack talking that usually goes on prior mm-hmm. to. They're, they're kind of staying quiet. I think they respect what we're building down here.
2: Right. Uh, I think they understand we had some some tough seasons, but I also think they they realize that we we're a pretty good ball club, and and we're on a neutral site. But they're a pretty good ball club as well, so they're not gonna give us any type of bulletin board material, and, and I wouldn't either.
0: Right. Uh, and uh, like I said, their fans are, and alumni are, are being a little quiet right now. But mm-hmm. By gosh, if if they were to somehow win, they'll. Be, but I, I did have some good natured ribbing with a. Uh, uh, an App State grad who was uh, producing something I was on last night. So I was I was telling her she was a week away from uh, licking her wounds after mm-hmm. uh, my alma mater beats her alma mater. So <laughs> she didn't believe me. Uh, all right. Uh, we continue uh, on here. Coach Houston coming up in just a few minutes. We'll get ready uh, for that. Uh, let's work in a final uh, half-hour break here. And then when we come back, uh, Coach Houston's comments, and we'll continue on. It's our media day coverage of ECU uh, football 2021. Beautiful uh, Saturday uh, afternoon. And if uh, you're putting around Greenville or wherever you're listening to us around the world online, we appreciate it very much. We'll be right back after this. We've got
5: uh, Derek Alcorn here
0: producing on site, Phil Pilkington reporting. He'll be getting with uh, assistant coaches and players, Courtney Guthrie providing some uh, social media and uh, also. uh, Production assistants here today, Terrence Copper. Don't call him Cooper. Terrence Copper <laughs> is uh, here, Patrick Johnson with you. Uh, and uh, just great to be back around campus, Started to see some students. Yeah. Stopped uh, one of the stores here to grab a uh, drink when we came in was talking to uh, a couple of the uh, uh, students and they're all ready, a couple student athletes, are all ready to get back uh, going and uh, uh, kind of get back to a normal year, which I think we all are. And part of that is uh, for the first time in a couple of years being back here, we of course uh, were over... The Murphy Center doing this for years and years and years. I think uh, Big E was with us on the last one of these that we did preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, good to have Terrence uh, here with us. And uh, I think the last time you and I were here uh, to cover uh, something like this together was uh, one of the signing day periods, maybe a couple of years ago. I think ago. it was. Yeah, signing yep. class. And, uh, mm-hmm. coaching, it was. Coach came over, had a great visit with us yep. uh, after uh, his press conference. And I uh, had a chance to talk to a lot of uh, people that day. So that was uh, certainly a, a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, we're going to uh, certainly uh, be bringing you Coach Houston's comments here. We're uh, uh, on this. It looks like two minutes away from uh, him uh, taking the podium. Uh, here is uh, going through a couple final uh, instructions here uh, before we uh, – uh, for media relations before we uh, start things uh, here. So uh, waiting for uh, – coach Houston and you kind of have to go to the uh the golf Whispers. everything got really quiet all of a <laughs> sudden <quiet>. uh, Terrence. <laughs> so uh, waiting for uh for coach Houston to uh to come aboard of course uh, we will uh, continue to uh, uh, bring you our uh, coverage of uh this uh, going till three o'clock here today uh, is the uh, plan with uh coverage so uh waiting coach at any moment so I'm walking through uh here a little earlier after uh, the uh, scrimmage of course visiting with some of the uh uh, various uh, fans who are up here watching that uh, scrimmage during Meet the Pirates today at the uh, club level. So uh, we're we'll waiting, and uh, we're now vamping until Coach Houston takes the podium. So that'll be the uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that'll be what we're uh, <laughs> what we're doing uh, now. I-, I made the joke. Don't call him uh, Cooper. We talked about this on uh, our podcast yeah. or on the show this week. You've got a podcast uh, coming up.
2: Oh yeah, uh, it's, it's with Believe. Uh, I'm excited about that. It's called the War Room.
0: Uh, With Terrence Copper, not Cooper. Copper, not (laughs) Cooper, exactly.
2: (laughs) But I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. It's it's a great opportunity. It's also another avenue to to talk about
0: ECU football. Well, that's what's interesting. Uh, They're finding a lot of old NFL, not old NFL guys, but ex-NFL guys, Uh retired (laughs) NFL guys. Uh, and uh, not only are you talking about the NFL, but uh, they kind of wanted players that were sort of back near where they played college, and so you fit the bill for that quite uh, well.
2: Yeah, and I'm excited about it, just to be able to talk ECU football and also talk some
0: NFL experience as well. Okay. and That's uh, on the Believe podcasting network, so there you go. Uh, We'll wait for that. Well, we are uh, in uh... (laughs) – in tap dance mode here and there there's go. the coach right at one yep. thirty walking in so if anything punctual uh to an extent uh, is mike houston he's approaching the uh the uh, podium and now mike houston's live comments here on our coverage of vcu media day
4: right there's good we're going to get a bigger podium yeah it's all all right uh, preseason camp's officially done, uh, which, uh, you know, the kids are excited about that. You know, it's, it's an exciting time of the year when you start preseason camp, but, uh, you know, after three weeks, you know, they're tired of each other as far as, you know, that, that being who they face. Uh, and they're ready to face another opponent. And so, uh, you know, I think a successful camp from a standpoint of uh, I think we know, you know, what we have, where we are. Uh, I think we've seen the places that uh, are our strengths. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, everybody's excited about uh, moving on to uh, our opening opponent. So, good day today. Uh, no uh, serious injuries or anything like that. Um, so should be uh, should be going into Appalachian State prep, uh, you know, with a full full roster. So uh, that was like again, I said it, uh, you know, on the on the air there, uh, right after the scrimmage. That was my biggest uh, concern going into today was just making sure we came out healthy. Twelve days, twelve days out from game day. So questions,
6: Coach? I know you said he on the kicking and maybe some of the backup quarterbacks perform, just what were your overall thoughts on that, those two things in
4: the scrimmage? Well, I think, you know, in the kicking game, I've been pleased with our specialists overall uh, throughout the preseason camp. And I think you saw today, you saw some really good stuff from those guys. you know the backup quarterback. We just we've got to we got to figure out who it is. And you know right now we're waiting on somebody to really take firm control. I mean I think um, Mason's done some really good things. Uh, some of the other guys have done some really good things. But uh, you know it's I think that you saw today we have a really good starter uh, and we really need to bring whoever number two is along.
7: Kind of going on that uh, with the kicker. uh, Lath had a couple opportunities to kick off and got in the end zone, and then Owen made a field goal. Is there a chance you could have one doing one and another one doing that? Yeah, I
4: mean, we're going to travel at least two kickers. So, um, you know, ideally you'd want. You'd want them maybe to share duties. Uh, you know, it's there's a there's a lot that goes into that kickoff specialist more than than people think. I mean, it's placement of the ball, it's hang time, uh, it's you know being able to kick the ball accurately with whatever the call is uh, for the kickoff team. Uh, but I think that uh, you know Lath certainly has demonstrated in camp. He's got a very strong leg and a lot of potential. Um, but you know I think Owen has just been a guy that's been very very steady. So we'll see how all that kind of plays out. You know, we want to kind of finish looking at the tape. I'm only you know just a. Third of the way through it right now uh, and just really sit down and discuss uh, with our staff before we make final decisions.
8: Coach, you're several weeks into this now. Can you address the progress overall of the offensive line?
4: Well, I mean, I think uh, you, know, you saw today, our first group I think is very solid. Um, you know, I think we have a couple of guys that are in that second group that uh, you know I would consider them to be starters also. Uh, so I think you know, compared to where we have been, you know, the last couple of seasons, is that, at this point, I think we're you know we're in a much better place, depth wise. We're in a much better place overall, talent wise. So um, you know, it's they face a lot going against our defense because our defense is so multiple, uh, and so I think that's a good thing as far as their preparation uh, because you know they've they've had to you know block against a lot of different uh, a lot
1: of different looks.
6: Hey, coach. You got a lot of um, returning um, players from last year. A um, lot of experience. How's that coordinate, or how's that um, kind of come into your um, team culture this year? How are you guys really getting along in camp?
4: Well, I think the, you know that's that's something that is certainly a strength. Um, you know, the guys. We have a very positive culture in the in the locker room. Uh, you know, I think anybody that's been around one of our team meetings, you know, before I come in there, that's that's, you know, it's it's a real positive vibe from everything. It's it's a group that you know they take pride in the way they play on the field. They take pride in the way they carry themselves around campus, uh, and we have new players come in. Uh, Rob uh, Vanderlin uh, came in this this uh, summer, and he just commented to the coaches just how you know, how welcoming our locker room was and just, you know, how everybody tried to work to make him feel uh, like he was a part of them almost immediately. And so I think that really speaks to just, you know, kind of the culture and character of that roster. So I do think that's a strength of the program. The uh, Mike Houston uh,
0: press conference uh, here, part of ECU Media Day. You're listening to it on 94.3 The Game.
7: Uh, Coach Macy O'Donnell placed on scholarship at the end of the scrimmage. Just uh,
4: take us through that moment and the reaction. Well, just, you yeah, know, he's he is a guy that's, you know, he was here when I got here and uh, he, he works so hard. He, he wears so many different hats for us. Um, he's, you know, he's going to be on the four core special teams. Uh, he has taken a lot of snaps at tailback uh, this uh, this fall. Uh, you know, with Snead and Josiah sideline today, he took a lot of snaps in the slot. So he's a very versatile guy. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's a loyal core guy too. You know, strong character. Uh, already has his undergraduate degree. Um, you know, very popular in the locker room, and so, you know, it's you. could Kirkpatrick and I made the decision um, that uh, he had earned that, and so I just I wanted to do it, you know, in a way that was special for him, and so we did it in, at the end of the scrimmage, to where all of his teammates are around there with him, and you know, it, all it took was the mention of that, and you saw the reaction. Everybody was in the stadium, saw the reaction of his teammates. I think that says a lot about him uh and how everybody feels about him i think it also says a lot about just that, that 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 group right there and how much they care about each other so uh really proud of him uh he's just an outstanding young man great representative of our university
9: coach dub Taylor on that um ecu does
4: have a notable history with walk-ons what has ecu done to get walk-ons a chance uh, given the roster limits given the waiver that the ncaa right. had well, you know, it's this is the biggest roster we've carried into the season. Um, there's lots of issues that go along with that that nobody else has to deal with other than uh, John Gilbert and the administration and myself. You know, it's, you know, Title IX uh, within the athletic department really limits, uh, you know, uh, some things. So, you know, I think that's that's the frustrating thing about the NCAA, just, you know, kind of throwing that blanket waiver out there. And, uh, you know, now the the institutions are left to uh, kind of work through how to, how to make it work. But, uh, you know, within our programs, you know, wherever I've been uh, it has always been uh, an opportunity where, you know, you, you, you earn what you get, you know, so, you know, you come here as, as a walk on Elijah Morris, Tyler Sneed, Now, Macy O'Donnell, you come here as a walk-on and you go out there and you perform on the field, you'll be rewarded. And I I tell the kids, I I could care less. I don't care what your name is. I don't care what you look like. I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you're a scholarship, walk-on. I don't care. The best players are going to play, and the best players will, you know, separate themselves by the way they perform on the practice field. And, uh, you know, so I think this is a place where you can you can come here and get a chance. And I think that uh, you have n- numerous, uh, you know, examples of that on our roster.
10: Coach, this is year three. And can you kind of talk about the overall work
4: that's been put in and the design for moving the program forward and how you expect the adjustments to pay off this year? Well, I think that uh, you look overall at where we are today compared to where, you know, we stood at this point in 2019 uh, and we have a very stable program. You know, we have a stable roster that's healthy. Uh, And what I mean by that is you have depth at every position across the board. You have young talent uh, at every position across the board. Um, you know, you have your, you know, you're at your numbers scholarship wise, you're at your numbers roster wise, you have a positive culture in the locker room, uh, you have a stable staff, uh, you know, both on the field coaching staff and support staff, um, and, and you have talent on the field. Um, you know there were just there were just so many holes and gaps and lapses and and things like that when we got here, it's been very, very hard to fix. and it's it's been painful going through that. Um, but you sit here today and you have a healthy young roster that uh, is only going to improve every single day they're here as a result of getting bigger, faster, stronger, and more experienced. So that's why I say you know repeatedly, you know, I, I really like this bunch. Uh, You know, we're very close, uh, and I believe in them, and uh, and I I can't wait to watch them compete this fall.
8: Hey, Coach, um, looking at the past several years, I mean, this is the first time that we've had continuity on the defensive side of the ball at the coordinator position. Can you tell us a little bit about how how you see that helping us uh, move forward?
4: Well, I mean, I think anybody that watched the scrimmage today can see it. I mean, it's night and day. You know, one, we, we run very well. Um, but two, you know, all those guys in that field have experience, and they have experience in the scheme that's being run with the coaches that are calling the plays. Um, you have continuity on the coaching staff. You know, all of us have worked together for a while. Um, you know, Tim and Steve, you know, Aren't, haven't been with us everywhere we've been, but they've adapted very well, uh, you know, to our core group in there. And, you know, it's there's there's no hesitation in the way they play. They play fast. I mean, you look at the way those linebackers trigger, and, and you look at the way, you know, there's no hesitation when it comes to contact. You, know, you look at the way the safeties tackle, the way the corners cover. It's just they have confidence in themselves. They have confidence in the scheme. Uh, they have confidence in the mentality, uh, and it's consistent. It's consistency with everything across the board on that side of the ball, and that's why I'm just I'm really excited to see them play. I mean, I think that you're going to see a much improved group.
7: With Tyler Snead, I know we're not at game week yet, but the, the red jersey, I mean, if yeah. you have a plan, I'm assuming, by App State, is there any concerns of, of him health-wise, or are you okay? No. I mean, he, he could have
4: went today. Um, it was It was more me than it was the athletic training staff. Um, I know what Tyler Snead can do. Uh, There's no point in in putting him out there today for contact when he, he hadn't had contact this week. So, you know, he'll be full go on Monday. Anything else? Okay, thanks a lot.
0: All right, uh, Coach Houston uh, There is uh, he uh, addressed the uh, media and uh, did so in about uh, 11 minutes, uh, mm-hmm. answering some uh, questions. Uh, certainly uh, provided a little bit of clarity on the Tyler Sneed uh, situation, and we'll have uh, perhaps a coach stop by. Certainly some assistant uh, coaches stop by in just a little bit, but uh, just uh, some thoughts after you heard the coach address the media there.
2: Uh, I'm just excited about this season, uh, and the reason why is because he's excited about the defense. We talked about the defense earlier today. And, and how much better the defense have gotten. The fact that the head coach is excited to see his defense play gets me even more fired up because it lets me know and lets all of us know this is not a fluke. Like, our defense is really doing well.
0: All right. Uh, we'll get a break here, and then uh, we'll uh, get our people hustled up here and uh, get to work to bring in uh, some people over to where we are uh, situated and located today. So a uh, quick timeout. We'll come back and have more of our uh, media day coverage here uh, on uh, 94.3 The Game. All right, welcome back. Uh, we've got uh, Trip Weaver, safety's coach, with us uh, here. This guy looks like a million bucks, doesn't he? He does. He, he looks like he good. To <laughs> good to see you again. Yeah, it been good. a while since we've seen anybody with the coaching staff outside of Mike, so it's good to see you.
11: Appreciate you guys yeah. coming out and, uh, and having me on. You've
0: got a lot of studs. I'm going to ask you about these guys, but I just, let's talk about your, your journey with Mike Houston and, and ECU and how that's just mingled over the
11: years. Yeah, absolutely. So I've uh, known Coach Houston a long time. It uh, was actually, uh, you know, the Mike Houston Youth League football camp he runs here. He used to run one in Asheville for uh, T.C. Robertson High School. Mm-hmm. So I used to run around there as a 8, nine, ten year old And then, uh, uh, you know, fast forward, eventually became the Quarterback at the high school he was coaching, and then uh, you know he says that he left because he had a bad quarterback coming up. I that believe him. Me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 say, I say he left because uh, because I elevated the program yeah, right. so much that uh, he made you know, him an attractive yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Attractive there coach. you go. So right. We got different uh, viewpoints on that, but uh, been very fortunate. You know, he gave me my first job after being a GA for for roughing right. those guys. Yeah. Um, and you know, down at the Citadel, and then we went up to James Madison, and then um, I actually, you know, split off went to Western Carolina, back to our, our right. hometown, my wife and I, for a couple of years, yeah. and you know, given the opportunity to come back here and, and with him, you know, was a no-brainer. The biggest
0: difference from when you were here with uh, the that prior regime and Coach Ruff to today, and then what are the similarities,
11: you think? You know, uh, each coach has their own style, you know, very different styles. Uh, now, you know, the one thing I will say is both of those staffs are, are full of really good coaches, uh, you know, really good play callers, guys that, that understand schemes, guys that can motivate players, uh, guys that are great to work for, for as an assistant coach, you know, that's uh, – It's not like that everywhere. So, uh, you know, similarities in in that, you know, aspect, there's a lot of them. Uh, But, you know, Coach Houston does run a program, and it fits East Carolina. You know, when they hired him as an alumni and everything else and knowing the place like I do, it was – I knew it was going to be a great fit. And, uh, you know, going into year three, we're excited to to get out on the field and show what we got.
0: Trip Weaver, safeties coach. Hearing a lot about D.J. Ford. Uh, Tell us about him. He's obviously, you know, been spectacular.
11: Yep. So, uh, D.J.'s had a good camp, you know, uh, got through today healthy, which was good. Um, you know, transferred from uh, University of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sat out for COVID for a year. So when he first got here in the spring, had to had to learn to play football a little bit again. You you take that much time off, you know, the tackling, the timing, everything else kind of falls off. Uh, but he, he's done a very good job for us. Been been very pleased with him. Uh, the one thing about him is is he's a professional. He 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 approaches the game like a pro. You know, every meeting, it's it's his his iPad with his notes on it, his notebook with the notes on it. He texts me at 11, 12 at night. Hey coach, play thirty seven. You know, what should I see here? What's my eye progression? What's my steps? And, you know, so have been very pleased with him. Uh, he, he's been great for the room as far as some of those young guys elevating their game. Uh, so excited to see what he does this season for us. What is the biggest difference in the, the feel
2: of the defense from this year or from last year to this year? Because it feels like there's a buzz going around about the defense. Coach Houston said he's excited about seeing the defense play this year. The defense has been been stepping up in both scrimmages. What is the biggest difference from last year to this year, you feel?
11: Well, uh, you know, first off, uh, Coach Earl does a great job as a coordinator. You know, he motivates these guys. These guys are excited to play defense. He does it the right way, um, demands great effort from the guys, uh, has a great scheme. I think the guys can see all of that. They appreciate that. Uh, you know, and the, and, and the biggest thing is up to this point, they've tried to get better every day. Mm-hmm. And and we can't pat them on the back too much. And, and, and you know, this scrimmage is, is done after today. We watch the tape, you put it to bed, and you got to show back up tomorrow and get better. Uh, you know, that that's what we've got to continue to do. Um, I think the guys are excited. I think they have a little bit of confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you asked about last year. Last year we installed a whole defense with COVID. And yeah. COVID, you got two fields and everyone's on different sidelines and you had to wear a mask and you can't communicate and meetings are virtual. And if they're not virtual, you're socially distanced. And, I mean, it just – it was a hard learning environment for these guys. So just year two of the same coordinator, the same scheme – uh, for the majority of the guys on the roster, this is their first time having that. So, you know, I think all of that comes into play. Uh, obviously, you have a defensive-minded head coach, you know, so that, <laughs> oh, yeah. that comes into play, too. And, uh, right. you know, so we're excited. And, and the guys have done a good job. But you know what? Like I said, after we watch this tape, you hit the lead on it, you get ready to roll the next practice. Tripp, a couple of quick
0: questions. Uh, obviously, Jaira Wilson, there's that lineage The C.J. Wilson, a guy you know pretty well yep. uh, as well. So uh, how's
11: his camp been? uh Jarrett's done a nice job. He uh you know him him and Gerard have split some time mm-hmm. at the, at the same yep. linebacker position which is kind of a a nickel safety for us. Yeah, cuz um, I mean that's it's more of that hybrid like you said. Yeah, 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 so you'll see him in man, you'll see him blitz, you'll see him play some zone. I mean, he he kind of does it all. Uh you know, had a good camp, you know, the biggest thing's uh you know, we talked about him is 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 just consistently playing as hard as you possibly can. And and you know, I think he's done that. I think he's done a nice job. Uh, it helps when you have some quality depth behind him. Uh, you know, last year he had to play a lot of snaps, uh, but been been very pleased with him. He's got to continue to work, and uh, a couple things we, we talked about after the scrimmage today even, and uh, if he continues to do that, I think have a good year. And you've got Demetrius Mooney. He's
0: kind of – he's one of those guys, maybe not as publicized as Lewis, but is – Changed positions here in the last couple of years.
11: Yeah, so Demetrius, uh, he plays the game you want way way you want guys to play it. In terms of, he's a missile. You know, every time he's on the field, somebody's going to end up on the ground. Yeah, uh, right. You, know, you like he, that? huh? I love it. You know, <laughs> you know the, the, the two non-negotiables of our room and the yeah. guys will tell you are effort and violence, and that's the two things that that I will will not you know coach you on. You got to have that, and and that's kind of the the staples of the room. And and he's done a great job with that. Uh, you know, got to continue to get in the playbook. It's hard to learn a defense, so he's got to continue to do that. Uh, but been pleased with him and his progression so far. We're
0: going to get Chris Foster here in just a second. Holton Naylor's also coming out. I think we might get Holton over here uh, right now. He, he Since Coach Foster's on. Can we get Holton? Uh, okay. He says, thank you. <laughs> okay, well, Holton's running to the right. We'll get Holton in just a moment uh, then. Uh, last thing for you, obviously, App State, uh, the t- attention turns that. I'm sure there's been a little bit of study. You know, they got a new quarterback. I think he has better weapons. At his disposal than he may have had at Duke, but what are you seeing from Appalachian State in the passing game? In what study you've done so far? Yeah,
11: for, first off, you got to stop the running game. You know they got they have great running backs. I know you asked about the passing game. Uh, this isn't going to be a finesse game. It's going to be a up front, you know, physical, knocking back kind of game. Uh, you know. Chase Price, quarterback. There, he does have good weapons. Thomas Hennigan's going to be an All Sun Belt guy. Uh, Jalen Verge is going to be an All uh, Sun Belt guy, and then the guy that people aren't talking about, are Corey Sutton. You know, he set out last year uh, because of COVID, but you know, NFL draft pick type guy. So they're they've got some weapons out there. It's obviously, obviously be set up off the play action, so got to be great with our eyes, great with our technique, and and looking forward to the challenge. Good to see you, brother. Yep, appreciate y'all. All right,
0: Trip Weaver, great to see you. We'll uh, look forward to talking to nice you man. throughout the year. All right. all right, we continue on our coverage here. A man who just got a, another title. Added to his uh, CV here at ECU, Chris Foster, running backs coach, but also now the recruiting coordinator. I saw you on the phone over there. That (laughs) phone is always going to ring as a recruiting coordinator. (laughs) Good to see you, brother, by the way. Good to see you. you. Terrence Copper, Patrick Chops here with you. Uh, so, uh, when you become the recruiting coordinator, and I know you got to recruit on a Mike Houston staff as it is, yeah. but what does that mean that you get a big pay bump and you get a nice new office? Is that I, what happens? No, it just, mean I get, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good. Just another great opportunity. How's uh, the, you know, what, what's the, when you tell the ECU story, when, obviously coach Houston knows everybody from a high school coaching perspective in the state, so that helps. Yes. But you know, as far as that recruiting strategy right now, cause let's face it, the ECU brand has been a little. You know, unfortunately, down the last few years. Mm-hmm. How's that being received statewide? Uh,
12: well, you know, one thing about ECU is has has always had a great program here. Uh, the tradition here is very strong and rich. Uh, but you know, uh, you know, the biggest selling point here right now is is Coach Houston. He's a guy um, who's played in a um, couple of national championship games, who has winning pedigree about himself. Uh, but you know, he's a guy that also this has proven to show to be a and a character, and so you know, on top of selling the program and a, and the special place that ECU is, you know, to me, I think selling Coach Houston is a big
0: part of it. You got uh, obviously as the running backs coach, uh-huh. a couple of spectacular uh-huh. uh, guys to uh, to work with there in JIRA uh, and then uh, uh, and, and so I mean, you've got two two of the best running backs certainly in the conference. I, I think, but uh, maybe in the, in the country, too, the best young running backs.
12: Yes, sir. You know, and it's definitely, you know, I came in a great situation. Or Roger Harrison and, and, and Keith Mitchell, uh, you know, them two like you talked about are very special, uh, but even better young men. Uh, so, you know, they've had a great uh, camp. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, us, you know, continue to excel and
2: continue to help them grow to become complete running backs. Tell me a little bit about their work ethic, because uh, usually young guys coming in, they really don't know how to work hard. Tell me a little bit about their work ethic. They got it. They was born
12: with it, Uh, you know. And one thing, like I tell all my guys, I'm not going to coach effort. uh, But one thing about them, I don't have to even get on them about that because they know that uh, that was instilled in them, uh, Mm -hmm. you know. So when I got here, you know, them guys uh, was always doing extra. How can they get better, you know, asking me, Coach, you know, what I need to improve on. And, you know, everything I asked them, you know, or or everything I told them on Saturday mornings, they was out here doing it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they work extra.
0: What are the things, you know – because we, we've talked a little bit about it, uh, but when you have uh, Mitchell and you have Harris making that, because they're not, not going to sneak up on anybody no. anymore. <laughs> so so what, is, what are the things they needed to do this offseason to be ready for, obviously, what they're going to see, you know, obviously in 10 days and, and throughout the next several weeks? Well, you know, you know the thing we talked about that
12: we're going to take pride in is protecting the football. You know, that was going to be number one in the balls of the program, but also protecting the quarterback, pass protection. You know, know, they both, uh, you know, I had my individual meeting. They talked about, you know, Coach, that's something I struggle with. And so, uh, you know, they have did that, you know, this uh, uh, camp. But also, uh, you know, my biggest thing is becoming a student of the game. Uh, the mental piece is very important. I uh, wish them guys understand how to learn and read defense. So I think it's going to help them excel. And like I said, you will see that coming in
0: Is Shank going to have a good offensive line for you guys to run behind? Shank will have a great offensive okay. line. Okay, <laughs> all right. I He's just want to make sure. Line. I want to make sure. Tell me about Pop McKay. I love that name. If, you're, if your name Pop is your, your running back, you better be able to, to run it between the tackles, right?
12: And Yes. He, you know, he is to doing that. Uh, he's getting better. Uh, you know, one thing about coming as a true freshman is the mental piece, understanding learning the of offense. And so, you know, they come in playing a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have saw him improve uh, daily and also weekly. Uh, from the last scrimmage to this scrimmage, you, you know, you saw a lot of improvements. So, uh, you know, he's coming along.
0: Terrence, you got anything else? Because we want to get Coach Doust on. We all good. Uh, yeah. All right. Coach Foster, right. which we had a little more time. Right. Good to no, see you, though. Fine. All right. We'll talk you so to you this good. season. All right. There he goes. Coach Chris Foster, uh, recruiting coordinator, running backs coach. Tim Doust about to come in here and talk with us, special teams coordinator. Thank you, Courtney. Coach, good to see you. Patrick Johnson, Terrence Copper,
8: 94.3 The Game. All right. Nice to meet you all. We haven't had a chance to meet you yet, <laughs> no. so
0: that's uh that's good. You you I you say I have a voice. I like to describe it as buttery soft. Your voice <laughs> I would describe as a true football coach. That's I how know. I would Is that describe
8: what you it. say. I gosh, I, I think it feels pretty good today. It was a rough couple of weeks Yeah. Then. Yeah.
0: You got coffee in there? Yeah.
8: Yeah. <laughs>
11: that's
0: Non-stop. how you that's how you know this guy's a, a, a college football coach that just wrapped up camp. <laughs> well, he He's drinking wrapped coffee. Up. We're not done yet. Well <laughs> just wrapped up the preseason. You, you you it's it's ninety degrees outside. The middle of the afternoon in August, he's drinking coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know he's a lot of a lot of late nights here tonight uh, for coach. Uh, how's it been? The you adjustment know, coming to Greenville.
8: Oh, awesome! This is a football place. They're just waiting for us to explode. So we got to do our job. Yeah, you know, um, love the South, love the people, love the food. It, I mean, it's just been really good. My family and I are like, hey we're from ohio but I, I, don't know. I don't know you just sweat that's what you do you jump in the pool you go going to ac we'll be all right uh
0: let's uh talk about just kind of the position groups within what you uh do as special teams as a coordinator what do we have uh coming up as far as uh you know the kicking game we might carry we'll carry two kickers you want the guys to uh to be able to kind of work different things so today you obviously uh uh, had both guys do a couple of good things
8: yeah we, we ran a few of them out there today uh the kicking replacing jake you know yeah, um, yeah. talented player jake uh, and charlotte right
0: now getting ready to take on the panthers with the ravens he, he had a couple of great uh field he, goals he's in a great situation yeah.
8: there in baltimore great special teams uh you know tra- tradition there in baltimore uh replacing him you know owen i guess what is it whatever is he a covid freshman retro freshman he was yeah. on the team last year mm-hmm. and then we brought in a handful of talented true freshmen and they all got opportunities today like they do at practice so uh coach and i'll sit down we'll review the film um about what happened and throughout not just today but the whole camp but um one thing we really really feel strong about is we're not short on talent there mm-hmm. you know we might not make a 55 yarder but we real, really feel good uh where, you know once we find our mark on the field that we'll be able to score points in the kicking game kickoffs you know won't necessarily be touchbacks
13: but if, <laughs> right. if um, you yeah.
8: you know which could be good and bad if we get the kick placement in the right spot. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about tackling guys inside the 25-yard line because I think if we look at our football team – we're faster instead of taking a defensive end and running down the kickoff team. We're talking about side linebackers, safeties, wide receivers that can run and hit. So we might be better on the kickoff team uh long as we put the kicks in the right spot. I think we're going to get
0: Rajay Harris in a couple of minutes. Tim Doust is uh, with the special teams coordinator. This is our coverage of Media Day. It's great to have you with us uh, here on 94.3 The Game. Uh, obviously, you uh, have Young coming back as the uh, punter, and uh, then you got the big Aussie over there. Uh, and they who, both uh, did it well today. Yeah. They yeah. both did it well, and they've done that. That's helped
8: John, hasn't it, to have be pushed by Luke and Cam? You know, right? I, I always talk to the kids about competing, 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 and I, and I want them to learn the lesson of competing with yourself. Just be the best version of yourself. But I think it's human nature. If you know if I slip up, someone's going to take my seat. Uh, and today that showed, I think. So it's been good for both of us, and they both have a different skill set. Yeah. Tyler had the red
0: jersey on today. Uh, obviously, Coach Houston deciding he could have gone, but we're going to you know wait a couple of days uh, with the contact this week and, and that sort of thing. Uh, so I assume you've had a chance to work out some other guys at the return get, uh, spot, obviously.
8: Yeah, and, and Coach Foster does a great job. Every day pre-practice, we're out there kicking it to them. Today, the sun was out this afternoon in their eyes, so we flipped it pre-practice, and they did a nice job this week showing growth, catching the ball, and, and getting forward. You know, Tyler's a great weapon, but he's going to be a great weapon for our entire football program, so we've got some other guys with Malik and J-Mac and Duke back there, some guys that, you know, those DBs, they think they can all win the deal, but we'll give them a chance.
0: Coach, good to see you. Do you have anything, Terrence, you want to answer? What what is your overall goal
8: for the special team unit this year? Well, you know, I I think as I watched film, we kind of held court. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's time to flip, just flip the game in our favor. Let's yeah. let it be a weapon because I think our team speed is going to let us do that.
0: Perfect, Tim. Great to see you, man.
8: Hey, nice to meet you guys. Thank you,
0: appreciate it. Thanks for Thank coming you. out. Thank you, Tim Dowst, uh, with us here, special teams coordinator. Uh, Rajay Harris going to join us uh, here in just a uh, second. This is uh, ninety-four-three. The game, Greenville Farmville, WRHD. Patrick Johnson, Terrence Copper uh with you and uh of course our uh, cast of uh, thousands roger harris here i did have the producer write your name down there but you know we yes, you sir, need no yes, introduction <laughs> of course so oh, let yeah. me get you straight there so okay all right how are we talked to we talked to chris foster just a minute ago mm-hmm. not a good not a lot of good things to say about it. no i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding i'm messing with it. uh it's great to see you how was camp
14: uh camp was a good learning experience you know the first camp i was here uh covet kind of messed everything up but um this year you know the team brought together and you know as one, so it was a family edition. You're icy? Icy. Is that right? icy. icy icy and where did that come from?
0: Um uh, I get uncle. where K three came from because I mean, that's <laughs> his initial and then a number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Icy, where did that
14: come from? Um Icy was originated about two thousand thirteen. Uh my uncle that passed away used to call me Icy on the football field and the track because I used to run track. But uh you know it was just something I stuck with when he passed away. So did you
0: run in the four x four? Uh, I ran a four by one. Okay, yeah, I a full. You know, four by four is where it's at. Oh it's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, That's right. a yeah. No, yeah.
14: That's a man <laughs> race, real. Real. <laughs> uh, man. Terrence, do you have
2: anything for Roger Uh coming to you this next season? What are some things that you did during the off season to make sure that you don't have a setback and make sure you continue to grow?
14: Uh, you know, I stayed in the training room a lot. You know, you know, a little injuries at running back. You know, you're gonna always have them. You know, hamstring, hips. But you know, I worked on ball handling a lot. You know, a lot of people don't know, but um, uh, you know, I injured my both of my shoulders last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, that ain't no excuse or anything. But uh, just ball handling. You know, fundamentals.
0: You know, so. you had a tremendous freshman year, first year, whatever we're calling it, uh, and uh, freshman of the uh, year in the league and all that. So that's obviously a very uh, a great honor. I know the team goals are what you're really concerned oh, yeah, about. But, you know, you got to know this. You're not going to sneak up on anybody this year. <laughs> you got right? That right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you done then to get ready? Because, because I mean, uh, you know, and I'm not yeah. knocking CJ, but, you know, he had a great freshman year. Oh, yeah. He didn't sneak up on anybody last
6: year. So, you
0: know, I think he's going to have the adjustments that he's made. We want you to be able to have those adjustments already made. So what what, what is your mindset going in knowing you're going to be a, a marked man? Let's face
14: it. Uh, you know, you just got to let the game come to you. You can't rush anything, you know. So just play the team game, you know. Just let the plays come. Don't try to go for the the long ones all the time. It's going to come. You know, the safeties don't want to hit you all game. DBs don't want to hit you all game. So you just got well, to let it come get Come to you.
0: (laughs) How's the offensive line coming along, in your opinion?
14: Hey, man, those guys have been working all season. Straight work, they got stronger, faster, bigger. You know, Big John, big shout-out to him.
0: Yeah. You mentioned uh, this camp, obviously, very different than than last year's camp. So, having that time with Big John, I'm in a more structured, normal kind of camp setting, How's that only helped you, but how do you think it's helped everybody on this roster?
14: Man, last year, you know, we went into the first game, everybody was winded, you know, winded. Mm -hmm. I stepped on the field. But the first week, in the first week, I knew, like, it was different. You know, I was way conditioned. You know, the offensive line moving around, you know, at the six snaps, they still look fresh, you know. So, you know, everybody done, done bought into the conditioning part, even the linemen. So, it's going to be good.
0: That's good. Yeah, yeah. All right, coordinating uh, here with uh, Tom McClone, we appreciate uh, him bringing by. Donnie K uh, might come by here in a few minutes. Donnie Kirkpatrick will talk to him. Mm-hmm. Uh Keaton, uh, obviously – you, K-3. You, K-3. I'm sorry. <laughs> you you missed that, uh, that that last game, I guess. The shoulders were bothering you. So he just steps in. Oh, yeah. And then gashes SMU. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, he showed signs. So give us a little bit of an idea of, uh, you know, what you think about uh, this guy. I don't I want to call him the, the Robin to your Batman. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I, I think you guys are, are 1 in 1A, quite
14: obviously. Oh, yeah, man. Um, you know, I told somebody, was it like last week? I was like, if you stop me, you can't stop Keaton. You know, Keaton is one of a kind, you know. Everybody look at him as a small back, but, you know, he bring that power. Every time you run a ball, you know he's going to be there. You know he's coming with the power. You know, he's already fast, you know. Right. <laughs> Lightning.
0: What does he do well that maybe you don't? What do you do well that maybe he does not?
14: <laughs> Keaton is a, you know, good good job with ball handling. You know, footwork in the hole. He make you miss. Make you look real bad out there. But, uh um, you know, shoot. <laughs> we both We both kind of. Kind of run the ball of light. you know. We got our differences, you know. I'm a bigger back. You know, I like to to dip my shoulder sometimes, you know. Run through people, you know. Key and like I run people.
0: Uh, Roger, when you Roger Harris, by the way, uh mm-hmm. with us here, where, where's Duncan in South Carolina? Where
14: is that? <laughs> it's by Spartanburg, South Carolina. So about. Uh, so
0: that's that's mm-hmm. you know, kind of the upstate, and mm-hmm. it's just a little bit of I guess app state encroachment there. I'm sure you know people from your home region that are oh, app yeah. state people. So has there been any? Any uh, App State chatter uh, from any friends or any of that that maybe you're at school there, guys you know on the team or anything? Yeah, I
14: know a couple of people from App State, but it's really like uh, a lot of people from my hometown go like to Carolina or right. Clemson. or And some when you say like Carolina,
0: that. you mean? South Carolina. Right. South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. So you're Camp excited Camps. about that in three weeks? <laughs> yeah. Did they give yeah, you any attention right. <laughs> out
14: of school? <laughs> I mean, you know, it was a lot of it was a lot going on during my recruitment process. Okay. You know, it was a lot of coaches being changed around. There so, was. Yeah. You know, so. What it, was, it is what it is.
2: What was your biggest adjustment coming from high school to college?
14: Uh, learn the plays, you know, learn the tempos, mm-hmm. because when you get to college, everything's fast. They throw it at you, you mm-hmm. know. You know, you get the book or whatever, and they want you just to learn from, you know, reading the books. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I went on the practice field, I had to slow my mind down because, you know, everything's just racing. I went out there, and it was like, ah, like, this is fast. Like, Xavier is yeah. moving fast. Like, he's big, but he's fast. You know, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't too used to that right there. <laughs>
0: We're gonna get Donnie Kirkpatrick on. We got another player coming up uh, here, so we're gonna grab the player really quick, and okay. then get Donnie K on, maybe Blake Harrell as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll try to get all of them on. Great to see you.
15: I uh, appreciate. Thank you very appreciate much. You. Great appreciate great you, Roger. All right.
0: All right. Uh, defensive tackle now coming on uh, here. Is it Elijah? Elijah. I can't read uh, Courtney's writing. Elijah. I didn't think it was Elijah, but it looks like Elijah. Elijah Morris. Big man, don't get mad at me. I can't read her. What does that look like to you? That look like an S? Yeah,
8: Looks like bit. an S.
0: Elijah. Uh, Elijah Morris on with us uh, here, defensive tackle.
13: How are you, young man? I'm good. I'm good. Good I'm, to see you. How was camp? Uh, you know, it was uh, it was challenging, but, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's a little different than last year, you know, especially uh, COVID played a big factor last year, so – it was my first real official camp, and uh, I'm glad I got to do it with these boys.
0: How are things different for you, you know, just that structure of a normal camp compared to last year? We just talked to Roger Harrison. He said, you know, I feel in better condition.
13: Oh, oh, for sure. Uh, last year, you know, we came in, and, you know, a lot of us had gained a couple pounds from quarantine, and, you know, we weren't in the best shape. But, uh, you know, this year it was so much different. We got that off-season summer with Big John and – we came in the summer, and we were a lot better condition this year than we were last year.
0: All right. What was the thing that you maybe were eating too much of that you gained a few pounds last year?
13: What was the, what was the go-to snack? Don't <laughs> lie to me. Well, uh, I'm not going to lie. I got some wings right here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't call him slide Call him right Elijah here. Morris. He's got some wings. Uh, defensive tackle. You know, that, I don't say there were some questions about that that group, but there were some questions about that uh, group coming in. How do you feel like that that position group where you are is kind of solidified itself?
13: Well, uh, I think the questions were about uh, how young we were mm-hmm. and uh, you know a lot of inexperience. But uh, we, uh, I think we showed a lot last year that uh, we can hold on, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we're, it don't matter how young we are, we're gonna make plays and we're gonna do our job.
2: What are some things that you did this year during this offseason to make you better for this season coming up?
13: Um we really worked on still stopping the run, but uh we really want to get after the quarterback. So uh we really worked a lot this offseason in pass rush uh as a as a as a unit itself. Mm-hmm.
0: As you you know, we talk a lot about and Jeremy's a local guy, Jeremy Lewis. Uh, he's made that transition from uh, offense to defense. He says it's more instinctive
13: for him. Have you kind of picked up on that? Oh, it, it, it's it's like he's always been a D line. <laughs> um, you know, he he's he's fitting perfectly. Yeah, um, it's been a it's really been just a smooth transition. We knew he could do it. It Was get the playbook down and everything, but uh, it it's looked like he's played there this whole year.
0: So Copper uh, Terrence Copper, his son's on the team, right? T. cop Junior. Mm-hmm. He obviously got his mother's looks been looking at <laughs> this guy. But um, in all seriousness, you know, he played here when Steve Logan was the coach. Steve Logan said the good Lord didn't make enough defensive linemen. Do you agree with that? That there's, there, or, or do you feel like, wait a minute,
13: there's you plenty know, of us out there. You know, I think one thing that we take pride in, not everybody can do yeah. the dirty work on the inside. I think side. that's what he meant that's by true. that, yeah. So uh, I think it's it takes a special skill to take a head on from 350-pound old linemen every play. So uh, I think it's a special t- special kind of person to play D-line.
0: You've gone against this offensive line uh, every day pretty much throughout camp. Have you seen them, you know, maybe improve things or be different than they were
13: um, a year ago? They always challenge me in practice uh, every every day, whether it's uh, one-on-ones, whether it's team inside run. We push each other to be the best that we can be. And uh, I, I really take a lot of... I take a lot of pride in our O-line because they, they helped me to be a better player. We got a lot of older people on the O-line, like uh, Fry, um, Sean Bailey, mm-hmm. uh, Justin and Chase. Those guys are
0: healthier now, so mm-hmm. that obviously, I mean, that was a banged-up group the
13: last yeah, couple of years. Really definitely, was. and, you know, they they tell me stuff, how to help me, mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, it just, it just works both ways. What flavor wings? Uh, I got me some uh, <laughs> buffalo and uh, some mango habanero. Mango habanero. <laughs> yeah. All right, good
0: call. I like that. All right. Do not call him Slyja. It's Elijah Morris. Good to see you, my friend. You too. Thank you, for uh, Enjoy those wings. All right, man. All right, are we going to get the coordinators next, or are we going to get uh, Who are we? Yeah, let's uh, whoever here. We're, we're It's live radio. That's what you love about it. It's live broadcasting. And uh, a guy that can certainly help fill airtime is Donnie Kirkpatrick, <laughs> and that's why we like to have Donnie K on, because if we need to fill some airtime, we booked Donnie Kirkpatrick, and we're going to get not only quality content, we're going to get a few yarns spun. will <laughs> be a filibuster, I think. Yeah, I probably. think you'd be <laughs> great. I think uh, you, might have a, you might have a future.
1: How are yeah. you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I,
0: you know, I'm doing well. I'm talking ball, That's we work, good. and I'm talking it in person, so it's good to see you. And I That's got, awesome. Look, I've got a guy here. I showed him in this record book. There were four receivers. Yeah. And they got these pictures, right? We don't have a lot of time to, to dilly dally around, so I don't know why I'm doing this, but <laughs> uh, cause, so we look here. I mean, Zay Jones, right? Yeah, yeah, know him, know him well. Justin Hardy, I know him well. Dwayne Harris, I know him well. Terrence Copper's right down here at number four. There's yeah. just only room for three. That's right. Right? Yeah, right. we just, we just, we need we a longer book. I don't
2: compare to those guys, man. Those guys, are some studs.
0: Look, we got a lot to talk about the yeah. offense, but I want to, I want to ask you how his young, his uh, young son's
1: that young man's running with the twos, I understand. Yes. He he's really, he's really coming on. You know what I'm saying? We're glad to have him out there. He's beefed himself up. He's a little bit tougher and stronger, I think, yeah. this year than he was in the years past. I think he's, I think he knows about how to work out. I think so. It was a matter, <laughs> I think it was just a matter of a time before his body. <laughs> started to respond to that and uh you know he's got some quicks to him and i think you know what we're gonna find him out there before long yeah he's we had a time.
0: you and i had a real interesting talk after spring ball about uh holton and now he's uh, been through the uh, summer off season yep. uh that's always the talk uh
1: give us how holton's camp he's come back in leaner he's 12 pounds lighter than he played at last year and that was something that we did on purpose that uh uh, we thought that he, he still can run, but I thought he'd maybe lost some of the, the initial quickness, and you need that in the pocket. You need that in the ability to escape, and uh, I think it probably helps his flexibility a little bit. Uh, he, not not a bad issue, but he's had a little bit of a back issue where his back tightens up. He's had some spasms. You know, I'll tell you what, the boy's taking some hits now. He's yeah. taking some hits in yeah. his career here. And is that uh, going to improve this year? You know what? I really think it better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think it will. Uh, we, we can get into that that when we get off of in there about the pass protection and some things but he's come back and he's quicker I think he showed that today the the defense played some coverage today and he pulled down two or three balls and made really big runs on it. I'm on him just a little bit because the one he throws into the end zone to Shane Calhoun who could have made the catch it would have been a tough catch but great throw I think he probably runs he might score right yeah. there too so I want him to keep doing that and being smart. Now, he's got to learn to get down a little bit, you know what I'm saying, not take the unnecessary uh, hits. But, uh, no, I think if, if, if you're talking about the offense, what's been the most improved from last year least through camp, I think it is our pass protection. Mm-hmm. So uh we put a lot of emphasis on that because I think that was a weakness last year. Uh now, you know, the hardest thing to do in college football is probably drop back pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and, and maybe the hardest in the NFL, but they gotta do it. And then they got the guys to do it. Um so we've had to put some emphasis on it. And uh but you're gonna get behind. You're gonna get in some third downs, you're gonna get in some obvious passing situations. You'd like not to. Uh, that will really help your pass protection if, if you can just. You know, not get into third down and long, but we're going to—that's ha- going to happen. We know that. So I, I think most uh, most improved thing on on our offense has been our pass protection. All right,
0: year. offensive coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick. We're going uh, kind of quick through this because I know we want to not keep Coach Harrell waiting, but you probably don't mind keeping him waiting. <laughs> uh, when you guys say—and I don't want to harp on this—when you say there's no number, no clear cut number two, yeah. what is it? Somebody's not done, or what is it that somebody needs to do? Uh, you are talking about your quarterback? Yeah, quarterback.
1: Yeah. Well, somebody needs to go out there and take care control. With the team first of all, and be able to to run the team, you know if if something happens to Holton like what happened last year, and at times Mason's done it. At times Mason's done it. He has tremendous ability. Uh, at times uh, Alex Flynn has, has showed signs that he can do it. At times Ryan Stubblefield can can really give you a shot in the arm. But of all three of them, none of them have consistently. Have been able to do that, and uh, it, it's just a lot of things involved in playing quarterback—from getting the plays called uh, to getting the defense recognized. You've got to change protections, you got to check plays, and then you still got to go out there and you know complete passes as well. And just right now, I am a little concerned. Uh, I'm not, you know, to the point where I don't think we will find one, but we're going to have to make a decision here because we're 12 days away from the first game. Now, what
2: are some things that this offense has to do this year in order to push this team to the next level?
1: Well, we got to be more consistent, and 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 what does that mean? That just means that we, we can't play so up and down because at times, like you look at the SMU game first half last year, there's not a better offense in the country, you know, than than we were. We've done that. Throughout the time, up and down, I thought we were really good at Tulsa. I thought we were really good at South Florida. You know, Tulsa was a really outstanding defense, Mm -hmm. so it it wasn't that we were playing against bad people. But then we've just had some games where – you know, we, we just did – Georgia State comes to mind where we were just horrendous. You know, yeah. it was just horrible. Yeah. You get yourself in the hole, and then we, we didn't dig ourselves out. We, you know, we we, we were we did we did rally, but we rallied as a team more than as an offense. So, you know, a lot of that falls on Holton, and, and he knows that. He takes that responsibility. He's a competitive guy. He never likes to give up on a play. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you have to throw it away. Sometimes you have to just get back to the next down. Uh, when we've gotten behind at times, if we're not playing well, he He's pressed, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And he's used to being able to just do it, make something happen. But this isn't high school football. You know, they got they got real dudes on the other side over there too. And in this league, you know, there's some real dudes. are guys going to the NFL. Yeah. So you, you, we've just got to be more consistent. We've got to play
0: at that high level more often. All right, I got one more thing in here. Maybe a minute. I hate to hamstring you, but we got got Coach That's Harrell good. waiting. No, and it's really more time it. than – I know you do. <laughs> uh, obviously, you've got Keaton. You've got uh, Roger Harris. Yeah. Uh, you got two of the best young running backs in the country. How do we you know, make sure that this year is is a step forward and they don't hit any of that kind of sophomore slump?
1: Well, you know, think. Chris Foster is our running back coach, and I think he might be one of the best in the country, if not the best. He, he ain't ever going to let them rest on the laurels. I'll, t- I'll tell you that right now. As uh, many good things that they did last year, there's a lot of things when you show them on film, they missed the hole, you know what I'm saying? They missed the protection. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things you maybe don't even see from the, the fans viewpoint because sometimes maybe they ran the wrong route, but you don't know what route was called. So you wouldn't know right, that, right. but that might be what bust that route up. Mm-hmm. That, might, that might not get the other guy open, or he might've been looking to throw him the ball. And that's why you get sacked. Sometimes it's not all the offensive line. So, Fast protection is definitely something they've improved on. We've emphasized that. And then just being a little bit more consistent on reading the blocking scheme and hitting the correct hole. And uh, they both have got great <coughs> ability. And so uh, we do look for them to be better players this year, though.
0: Good to see you. Thanks for coming Thank by. Thank you, guys, it. We'll talk always. to you soon. All right. See All right, you, guys. Have a good pal day. pal Donnie Kirkpatrick. Uh, Blake Harrell going to join us uh, here now, uh, Pirate Defensive Coordinator. We appreciate Tom getting that lined up for us and Courtney doing uh, her hustle wow. there, too. I told her. I said, "Write down everybody." Even though I know you, I said, "Write down everybody," because you know I'm old and I might forget your name. Good to see you, young man. Good to see you. Appreciate having me on, Terrence Copper. Hey, 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 Terrence, how you doing? doing? Let's meet you. Yes, sir. So, uh, how'd the defense do today in the scrimmage? I'm told. (laughs) I'm told you guys won the scrimmage again today. I just want to. I want to confirm that.
16: Well, you you didn't ask the the uh, defensive coaches, so. you must ask uh, somebody else, a fan or something. This was somebody who was
0: watching. Uh, yeah, I talking. think
16: his defensive coaches, you, you see uh, – you take the good, take the bad. You don't worry about uh, – you know, you win a scrimmage, lose a scrimmage, you know, then really the results well,
0: they, of it. But, but you all you were, were really played well in the first scrimmage. I'm just kind of – you know, I was giving you a chance we, to run down
16: uh, Donny K there a little bit. Well, we, so. we got some things we can take away that are positive. <laughs> right. and we got some things that we can take away that we need to build upon and we need to get – uh, game ready for, for September 2nd at State.
0: Terrence made a really uh, great observation based on Coach Houston's comments, and I think this speaks to the job you've done uh, and the continuity that having you here for a second year certainly provides and that is Coach Houston's excited about this defense, excited to watch this defense. So I think that's a great compliment to this uh, to this group.
16: It is, and it is our players. You can see just the second year in a defense, the confidence they have and, and the swagger they kind of take out on the field. And, you know, now that you're not putting an install on a defense or putting a call in for the first time, they've heard it before. They know the adjustments. They know the fixes. They know the weaknesses, the strengths. So just to see them take the field with all that and the way they fly around, play fast, and it, it's nice to see. So that's, uh, you know, that's – year two of a defense yeah uh blake give me some names of some guys that in your opinion have had a, a really solid uh,
0: and excellent uh preseason camp
16: you know i think uh, xavier smith and jeremy jeremy lewis uh, rick debreu on the edges yeah. uh, have done a really nice job manny hickman's done a nice job out there as well um so a newcomer out there that i think is going to have a good season as the season goes along. is josiah robinson uh he's, he's a freshman came in kind of um, midway through the summer he's just kind of now getting to his body and he's a little bit behind but I think as the summer as the year goes around the the fall goes around schedule goes around we'll see him develop and, and be a good player that can get on the field for us. so that's kind of the, the guys on the edges um, you know Bruce Bivens older guy had a really good camp Gerard Stringer it's nice to have him back yeah. in his swing of things and then DJ Ford you know got a lot of experience on the back end but it's it's nice to have DJ by there as well
0: uh the hearing good things from the secondary i mean obviously having a guy like dj ford who's who's you know all business and has done this uh, obviously and done it at a pretty high level i mean what he brings i think the intangible things that he brings is is just things you can't coach right
16: now an older guy that's played a lot of snaps there's no substitution for that so a guy that's uh you know been been about you know been a battle so to speak and been on the game field been in the heat of battle uh you can't replace that and so he brings that and he treats each and every day like a professional. And, and to Kwame Miller and, you know, all those guys do back there. Sean, Sean Dorso's stepped his game up. Warren Saber, an older guy that's back there playing really well right now. So excited about the secondary and just hope that they keep moving forward and ready for this fall. Defensive coordinator Blake Harrell
0: joining us here in our uh, preseason coverage uh, for Pirate uh, football. What's the biggest difference physically? I mean, obviously having that spring camp, which you didn't have last year. Right. Big John has
16: these guys. I mean, yeah.
0: physically, we're, we're looking at a lot of different body types
16: you, from a year ago. You, yeah, you are. They're a they're, year older. Um, you know, they had all spring and all summer in the weight room, which last year during the, this time they had, and they were training at home and training separate places and trying to do the best job they could to, to be ready to play a football season. And, and if, the fact is, it's just tough. And, and when you're all together – It's a different intensity level. It's a different training level. So you're seeing guys that are moving around faster, better agility, and and just playing at a higher level. So it's nice to see.
0: Let me ask you one more thing here before uh, Luke Larson joins us. We're going to get Holt Nailers, it looks like, uh, during our time here. But let me just ask you uh, this, and and just to pick on something you talked about. So you're not – I mean, you can make the call. Guys now know where to be. So what's the next level now with this uh, defense?
16: You know, just continue to sh- sharpen sharpen our skill set and just our techniques, our fundamentals, and, and our football IQ. So the guys are doing a great job with that. Hey, is it third and three? Is it third and eight? Is it, you know, what's the offense trying to attack us yeah. with? What are they trying to do And before it ever happens? So the guys have done a great job with that. We call it football IQ or football intelligence. So just kind of sharpen those things up and get them game ready and, and looking forward to September 2nd, App State, in Charlotte. It's
0: good to see you. Thanks for uh, stopping by. Yeah, and, appreciate and you having me on. As always yeah. good, good to see tonight, you, boy. coach. We'll yeah. talk to you during the season. Sounds good. Uh, look forward to it. Thank Thanks. you very much. All right, uh, we'll continue on here with our uh, pregame coverage. Uh, back to uh, a player interview. I think Luke Larson's going to come over here. You're going to come on over, Luke. Yeah, <laughs> put the headsets on there. Luke Larson, the man on the team that. Uh, as far as players go, has an AARP card. I'm sure you're tired of the old man jokes.
17: No, I think it's definitely warranted. Is that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's never polite to ask anyone their age, but you are?
17: Almost 46. I just turned 29 a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yes. How, how old do you feel? How old do I feel? Yeah, how old do you feel? 46. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Turn him up a little bit. Good grief all right uh there we go almost 46. yeah no so I've, my knees are feeling 46 but the rest yeah. of me is feeling pretty young
0: so you've come in here and obviously last year what a weird time i mean you're australian yes so that, that accent is not from trenton north carolina that's an australian accent
17: look i couldn't tell you where trenton is <laughs> but we'll say no <laughs>
0: and then you uh you just have this weird kind of covid year. so take us through that journey first just getting from
17: from australia to america well first the 27 hours on a plane wasn't too fresh uh <laughs> you know then you get here and you're straight into workouts straight into classes and six weeks later you're in lockdown so uh it's one of those things you fight a battle of can i go home will i be allowed back in the country so it you know it comes down to a decision of i'm here for football and school so i gotta stay here yeah um you know now we're a year and a half removed from all that happening and i'm you know still haven't even seen my grandmother you know other than a facetime so it's one of those things that it's difficult at times but there's nowhere else I'd rather be. And
0: there's, I guess, no. I mean, obviously, you're about to start the season, but when would be a next opportunity if things
17: calm down to, to maybe go home or will well, you have one after a bowl game this year? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, Christmas time is absolutely best. Right, um, but that still depends. Like the state that I'm from is in a, a very harsh lockdown right now, where yeah. they've you know not let out of their house, you know, just to get groceries or one hour worth of exercise per day. So, you know, it really depends on Australia's border control. You played uh rugby- Aussie, Aussie rules football. Aussie rules football. Okay. Different sport, yes. Yeah,
0: much different sport. Absolutely. Um, and so how does that, you go from that to, to this, and what are some other things you've kind of done over the
17: years? Uh, I've done a lot of sports. I've, I've you know, tennis, cricket, swimming, uh, done a lot. But Aussie rules football, the main way to move the ball around is by kicking. We can't throw it. Um, so that's why you guys call it a rugby punt, but mm-hmm. we'd say it's more of an Aussie rules punt. Um, because you're running, you're on the run and you're moving and you're hitting a target. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. that's why it's it's very common for us uh, to be able to do that without any issue. So you and,
0: and John are having a pretty good uh, camp and uh, I think it's been good from, from competition to have you. And Even though you're a freshman, it's not like a true freshman situation. So, I mean, you obviously... I uh, know a lot more than you did this time a, a year ago. So how's the camp gone and the competition gone?
17: To be honest, I'm pretty happy with, with my camp. I had one day, which was our first day that was a little bit rough. Um, it was the first time being in live scrimmage or, or, or live practice You know, for almost a year. Yeah. Um, but then since then, I've really uh, – I, th- I thought I stepped up my game. John stepped up his game. He had a great day today. So competition has been good. A lot of people does not understand how – how
2: much having a a great punter can really help offense out or help our defense out? How much
17: pride do you take in really being that punter that can really change the game for a team? To be honest, it's the only thing I can do. The sport I played, I I was like the quarterback. I, all the uh, attack came through me. I tried to score goals. I would, you know, leading league goal kicking stuff like that. But you know, I come over here and my job is to give the ball to you know the opposition. And no one wants to do that. So I've got to give it to them in the worst spot for them possible. Mm -hmm. You know, today I had a a going in kick and, you know, I put it down on the four. And, you know, our offense then struggled to move it more than five yards from there. So if I can do that in a game, that's good for us.
0: It's great to see you. By, by the time you've played your whole time here, you will be 51. So that is what I think is going to be great, is that we're going to have several more years of you being here.
17: Man. Absolutely. I'm and excited I'm about that. Hopefully you can present me with my pensioner card. I will. <laughs> it will be good.
0: <laughs> good to see you, man. Great, great to, to talk meet to. you. I would love to talk to you more, but we got Tyler Sneed there. And he's, uh, hey,
17: More important than me. No, no. I've today. enjoyed having
0: you uh, on here. Have you punted one to him yet?
17: I did today, and he ran straight past me. looked at me. Yeah. And he laughed, and I laughed, and then he was gone. I don't know, I don't know where he went. But you know, thank you for having me. Ah, uh, good to see you. Thank
0: Appreciate you, man. It. Tom, we got to get him on the rotation. He was great. Luke Larson was great. He, we got to give him thank you very much. So great to have him on. It was a lot of fun. So uh, here, he said you just ran by him and smiled today. Is that true, or is this? Is there a little bit of? Uh, let's just say. Um, or is that just a story, as they say, back home?
5: Maybe a little bit of truth to that. Maybe <laughs> not. Um, I saw him running. Yeah. And, I mean, I might have cracked the smile. Not, I, I don't really, I don't remember. I don't remember. So. so you didn't go in
0: the scrimmage today, but we understand you're ready to go and everything's cool. You're just uh... – going to be full go is what coach houston said on monday i'm not trying to put you in a spot here i (laughs) want to confirm what coach said you're you're full go on monday
5: yes sir full go monday i can't wait how you feeling feel great okay ready to go you know
0: uh terrence copper his son's
5: terrence copper oh yeah
0: uh and uh of course terrence one of the all-time greats here there's a lot of great receivers that have come through here and, and you're obviously uh moving on up uh those uh records and what have you, but I know team goals and accomplishing those are a lot more important for you.
5: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Give me an idea of what I guess just the goals are this year for this team from where you
5: sit. Obviously, we want to win a bowl game, but uh, I think we're taking it one game at a time. Uh, I think we got the ability to be really special this year, especially off the juice we came off last year, just beating Temple, then beating SMU and uh, carrying that over to this year. Um, But yeah, no, that locker room is really special. Everybody Uh, We preach brotherhood, and that's what we have in there. So, uh, no, I'm really excited for this year.
2: Given your size, and I know a lot of people may talk about your size, but what makes your size really not a factor? Like, what is your mindset when it
5: comes to playing the position? Well, when we're out there, I think I'm 6'4", 230, (laughs) you know. But, uh, no, I mean, I I don't really think about it. I just – and when I do, I just think I use it to my advantage. You know, I feel like I can be quicker than some of the taller guys sometimes. Um, But – you know, I just try to play big every time because I know I need to. Uh, I know everybody's bigger than me. So w- when we do get out there, I just it's it's kind of routine now. Like, I know I know that I have to play big.
2: And, and with Pro moving on to the NFL, how has this receiving core really gelled together to kind of take up that slack that you may be missing from Pro leaving?
5: I, th- I think there was a lot of good competition uh, the offseason, spring, and then during all the fall camp. But I think this room's really special. I think everybody in it, you know, you put any of the younger guys in there, anybody, I mean, I, I trust them to make a play. I trust them to get the job done and do what they do, you know. So uh, I think this whole room special. I think we all have the ability to do good things. So I'm excited.
0: Tyler Sneed uh, is joining us uh, here and uh, as coach said will be uh full go on uh, on Monday here. There's a lot more stability in this program obviously now than there was uh, a few years ago. Uh coach Houston to was addressing that. They and it's just not, you know, from the head coach and the roster, I mean, it's just the support and everything. This it feels like everything's really kind of coming together for potentially a really good year.
5: Yes, sir. And I we're all excited for it. You know, fans get get to be back this year, so Everybody's excited for that. These these fans are the best. And then, uh, you know, this team, you know, I don't think everybody got vaccinated, I guess. So I think nobody can be out for contact tracing, none of that. So we got a full team. We'll be ready to go.
0: Macy O'Donnell got uh, on scholarship. You, you know a little bit about that, the walk-on getting the scholarship. That was kind of a special moment.
5: Yes, sir. No, he's hes my roommate. He has been for the past three okay. years. Yeah. So, yeah, no, really special for him. So, did really you, were excited. you
0: tipped off that this was going to happen? Did you get a little? No. Bit, okay.
5: No, sir. So I thought it was going to happen the other night, but uh, they said it wasn't. And right. then this was a shock to me. Uh, I didn't have any inside scoop, so it was raw emotions out there, yes, so. sir.
0: It's great to see you. Thank you for stopping by. Yes, sir. And uh, best of luck this season. All right, man. Tyler Sneed with us here. We're waiting for Halton. I tell you what. We'll see if he comes to the door here. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go ahead and get him. We won't grab a break. We'll uh, grab Holton and uh, bring him on the uh, show with us uh, here. Uh, appreciate Tyler Schneed. It's been a lot of fun here today catching up with everybody. And uh, I, I would say, as far as our live interviews, we probably saved the best for last with Holton Aylers uh, here with us uh, on 94.3 The Game. Always great to see you. How are you? I'm doing good,
7: man. Doing good. This is
0: uh, always a fun day, and uh, you get a lot of, of uh, interview requests and all that. So uh, this, is, this comes with the territory. I guess, right?
7: For sure, yeah. I um, mean, yeah, I was telling a couple people earlier, I mean, you never know. Uh, I mean, I mean this, I'm technically a senior this year, so everything's a little bit special for me because okay. it could be my last ride and stuff like that, so it's special.
0: We've, uh, you know, heard from Coach Houston. We've talked to a lot of your teammates. This this just seems like things are really coming together within the program. What's your perspective on
7: that? I think it definitely is. I mean, we're, we're as close as we've ever been, and and we're the best team we've ever been to. I mean, we got depth at all areas and experience at all areas. I mean, I mean anytime you return 21 out of 22 starters, you're going to be pretty a pretty good football team.
0: Holt Naylor's uh, with us uh, here. Uh, how would you assess kind of your camp and uh, where you are now and what uh, is your fourth year?
7: Yeah, I mean, I think I had a really good camp, you know, coming in at a, a few things that I wanted to, to really get better at, um, you know, to, to perfect my craft and stuff like that. And I checked all those marks off. I mean, that's just something that I focused on daily and, and just continue to get better. And that's kind of what you got to do during camp. I mean, those days kind of string together to Sometimes, but I mean if you just focus on, you know, certain things get better each day and that's what you gotta do.
2: And for you, what is the biggest difference between last year around this time and this year around this time?
7: Well, one thing is I mean, we get to do in person interviews, we get to see <laughs> yeah. people and we don't right. gotta wear masks twenty four seven. We can't I mean last year we couldn't even get close to our teammates other than on the practice field. So I mean, that um is a definitely a thing. But I mean, going into last year we had so many young um spots where there were so many question marks. I mean, running back, D line and a secondary and even receiver i mean some and o-line i mean we were young and we were inexperienced at that time but going into this year now i mean you have like i said I mean, you return that many guys that have played in, in games before it's it's a totally different feel i mean you can going into camp instead of installing the whole offense day one you can install you know game planning for for day for game one um and just kind of building off of that
0: Naylor's with us. You're down, according to Donnie Kirkpatrick, 12 pounds uh, from uh, where you were a year ago, uh, and just having that, uh, you know, time with Big John and having that time to kind of really have the proper off-season workout. Uh, how how physically, from that standpoint, do you feel?
7: I feel great. Um, it's it's definitely the the lightest I've been in my career here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe my freshman year was a little bit close to it, but it's the the, the leanest I've been, um, and definitely you know weight-wise lightest too. But I mean, I'm the fastest I've ever felt. And that's something that, I mean, I'm always working on, you know, being a better quarterback and stuff like that. But I really wanted to take the run game to the next level for me, like I did kind of my freshman year and be explosive like that and make plays and create plays with my legs. So,
0: Do you, uh, you know, you're the hometown guy uh, and everybody's known you since you were uh, born. Do you, do you feel any of that, that pressure here? Is that something that you kind of welcome and thrive on? I've always kind of wondered that is, is how do you deal with that?
7: You know, when I came here, I um, mean, yeah, I knew that there was going to be pressure from different people, but um, I don't really consider it as pressure to myself. You know, I know where my identity lies, and that's in, in Christ and stuff like that. But, you know, football to me is something that I do. It's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, when I came here, I knew that I wanted the pressure on me, um, you know, from everyone else. You know, I wanted I wanted the spotlight on me to change this program around.
0: Yeah, and, and not interrupt you, but I've always uh, – Told people, you know, nobody wants to win any worse than holding. I mean, nobody sure. wants to turn this yes, worse around any worse than you do.
7: Yep, for you sure. Know? And, and like, I, I mean, I've told a lot of people this, but, you know, I think about getting that six win daily. I mean, that's that's a main thing on my mind when I wake up and when I go to bed is getting that six win and what the emotion will be like that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but I really look forward to it this year.
0: Terry, do you have any
2: thing <laughs> you wanted to ask? Me? How's this receiving court coming together? Especially with, I just talked to uh Tyler Snee, especially with the absence of pro this year.
7: Yeah, I, I mean, I team think course there, up. there's there's a lot of people stepping up. I mean, you know, kind of like you said, Blake was a, a guy. I mean, he had one drop in his career and there's not many college receivers that can go <laughs> yeah. in a career and say that. Um, I mean, you can throw a ball to someone and they can catch it every time but once. That's pretty dang good. So um, but we've had a lot of guys step up. I mean, the guy, his backup. I mean, Audie last year was technically a backup, but he played a good bit. And I mean, he he's as skilled as anyone out there. Um, and, and then, you know, we're experienced through the starters. And then after that, you know, there's there's some young guys that are really talented that are learning behind those vets that can really step up and that will step up really this year and make a key role.
0: We got Holt Nailers with us uh, here. I don't see Tom around, so I'm going to ask you a couple. I'm no, get yeah, a couple yeah. more questions uh, for you uh, uh, here. Obviously, you've got two of the best running backs uh, oh, yeah. in the uh, in the country. I'll just, I'll just go ahead and say it. Rajay and, and Keaton Mitchell. Uh, you know, how do those guys – you know, kind of evolve. You've been through this where you come on the scene as a freshman and you want to make sure you are moving forward into your second year. So uh, how do you see those guys, their role in the offense and, and maybe the work they have put in the offseason to take that
7: step? Yeah, I mean, those guys are as hardworking as anyone. And I think they've they've done the right things in the offseason to have a really great year this year. And that's, you know, just work hard, keep your head down. And and it starts with them being good kids. I mean, they're, they're great kids. They're hard workers. They're not cocky about anything that they've done and they're just excited for what's coming. But I mean, those guys are as complimentary for the offensive line, you know, as anyone on the team. So.
0: You've uh, offensive line. Let's talk about that. Uh, and uh, by all accounts, that's really come together very nicely. A lot more. I think that year with Big John has helped that group. Sure. It's been a group that had been banged up. uh uh, really it seems like your whole time here that's kind of a, a, a musical chairs in front of you uh, but now it seems like guys have solidified into some spots and uh, you've got some guys that are, are healthy bigger and stronger
7: yeah I mean those guys have they're, they're definitely the most Im- impressive and most improved group that we've had on um, this offseason just because they like you said they've had time with big john and stuff like that and they really took to heart um, getting where their bodies needed to be to to be the best that they can be and you know I was it's the first time going into a camp where I didn't know exactly what the five, who my five guys were. Cause yeah. usually going into camp, you know, I'm like, these guys are the guys that I trust and guys I know. And we got so much depth now that, I mean, I don't know who, I still don't know who, you know, my favorite five are the ones that I'd rather have in there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just because I mean, last year with COVID you had guys in there that, you know, probably weren't developed yet and stuff like that, but it gave them game experience now. And you look and I mean, if your third string guy has started six games, that's pretty good. Um, so I mean, it's exciting. I mean, I'm. It's, it'll be, it's, you know, here. I
0: think back last year, holding the two games that really stand out, and the, the offense was balanced. You look great in both of them, but the running game was going. Yep. Uh, that was obviously uh, at USF, and then the last game, SMU. In order to extrapolate that from those two games, what does this team need to do to that? So that's the performance each week in and week out because it makes your job a lot easier. To, For sure, to, mean, to, think, when the offense is humming like that and it's balanced.
7: Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you got a run game that that's you know hitting all cylinders, that the pass game will open up, and we got great receivers and we got great running backs. I mean, it. We've always said you know the the games always come down to the interior. I mean, it comes down to the offensive linemen and those guys playing physical, and and that's the. The way that they've you know practiced this all season, so I'm excited to see them. Work. Thank you
0: for coming by. We appreciate you just taking a few extra minutes here. I know a lot of your teammates and all the coaches have gotten out of here. So now, all right, camp's over. Rest of the day, what are you going to do for the rest of the day?
7: Here? I got filming about 30 <laughs> minutes. Okay,
0: Coach all right. K, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought you'd get to enjoy a nice summer oh, afternoon. no, maybe. not in <laughs> August. You can't, no sir. <laughs> hey, we appreciate it and looking forward to the season over against Appalachian State. Thanks for. Your time here, and we'll talk to you during the season.
7: Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for having me. All right, Colton All right, Naylor's
0: with us here. Great to see him. Let's grab a break, and we will uh, come back and wrap our show up here. ECU Media Day coverage on 94.3 The Game. All right, great job by our staff here today. We are uh, Everybody's kind of cleared out, so we're here in the town guys if you want to you know explore it no, i'm kidding don't do that uh we uh uh we would get in big, some big trouble me but uh thanks to the uh, media relations folks uh tom malcolm we see him walking by now and uh, uh all of the coaches as well as they uh, uh came by the players it's been a fun day here kind of a fast and furious uh hour plus uh talking pirate football with everybody and our crew did a very uh, fine job uh our uh, man Roman uh, roaming around it's been on the scene the ref uh, talking to a couple of Pirate players. Uh, let's go to Philip now, and uh, he caught up earlier with uh, Audie Amatosho. So let's uh, go to that interview. All right, we have Audie a-
6: right, Audi Amatosho, wide receiver. Yes, sir. Um, Audi so you were at UCLA, yeah. and then you came here, so you've had a lot of change, and now you're finally three years in this system. How well do you think you have progressed in knowing the system, and how has that helped you? I think it's,
9: you know, firstly, I think I've progressed tremendously, you know. Underneath Coach Dudzik, Coach Houston's staff—they really helped me and pushed me to be my best. And you know, I'm just really looking forward to this offense in this season.
6: So, a lot of the guys that are run routes out there, whether it be the tight ends, the receivers, slot guys—they've all—they were all here last year. For the most part, they were here last year. Yeah. How does that help you guys with the chemistry just with spacing and and knowing where the other guys are at all times i
9: think i think one of the biggest ways that influences and you know propels our team upward is just having vet guys to help the younger guys you know kind of get acclimated and fall in line with the system of what we have here at ecu
6: all right and uh how's it another year playing with holton aylers you know i from what I've seen in the two scrimmages, he looks like he is even got, he was always a good quarterback, but he's yeah. gotten a lot better. And how does this chemistry with it, because you have had your fair share yeah. of quarterbacks, and yeah. it takes a little bit to adapt to a lefty and a new quarterback. How well have you adapted to him over these last couple of years? Man, I think, honestly, like,
9: just having this full camp with him has built our chemistry up so much. And like you said, it's like you have different quarterbacks. you got to kind of learn them each differently. And I don't know, I just think – there's, there's, we really have something special coming this season. Like through camp, just stacking the days on and off the field. Like we've really been able to build a bond and relationship. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. All
6: right, I know you love having the football in your hands, but we've all heard the saying, <laughs> no block, no rock. Right. And uh, how is it blocking for this one-two punch at running back I out mean, there, bro?
9: <laughs> with Keed and Rose, like you can't not like blocking for them. You know, you want to cry block. You want to block the corners, you know, when they're peeling around the edge. So, I just try to put my best foot forward and see them, you know, sliding down the field, man. I love to see it. So, I'm super excited, yeah.
6: All right, appreciate it, buddy. Pleasure, man.
0: All right, great job, Philip. Uh, Audi Omotosho, uh, you know, we've been waiting for Audi to kind of uh, make a splash. We need him a, to. Percival, young guy. Mm-hmm. And, and you've asked the question today, Terrence, about Blake Prohl and who's going to be that guy that maybe could replace Blake Proll. Now, they're different players, but mm-hmm. just as, as that other receiver, yes. he's got to have a big year.
2: Yes, he has to have a big year. Uh, he's needed to step into that third receiver role. You got CJ, you got Tyler. He needs to step up in that third receiver role to really make plays and kind of take the pressure off those other two guys, and as well as uh, just the younger guys that have to come in that's going to get playing time. But he definitely needs to step up and be more of the leader in the receiver room.
0: All right, uh, another interview we'll get to here, and uh, Keaton Mitchell, uh, Philip Pilkey, catching up with him. Here we go.
6: I'm here with Keaton Mitchell, running back. Keaton, uh, I know you guys were already asked earlier in the week about the one-two punch that you guys have. How do you, How well do you think the other guys have stepped up to kind of get, I would really say the second role because pretty much there's two starters. Who do you think is, you know, kind of progresses the next guy behind you and Rajay?
15: I mean, ain't no telling. they all good backs. I mean, they all, like, they can run the ball, they can protect. But um, we just got to see what they can do, like, in a real game. I mean, everybody did good during this camp, but we're going to see. How do you think the offense
6: did today as opposed to – I know everybody says the defense got y'all last week, but do you think the offense bounced back today?
15: Oh, yeah, we bounced back. I mean, we ain't want to show them everything, you know what I'm saying, but we did good. Um, offensive line did good. Our quarterback did good. Our right receiver did good. We, but when we click, you'll know, you know what I'm saying.
6: So I noticed when Holton does take off, you guys, but the running backs and the the receivers do a great job blocking downfield. I know it's a little more fun with the ball in your hands, but how do you feel like you've done as a blocker when Holton takes off or when somebody else has the football?
15: Oh, I like blocking. Um, That's something you got to do as a running back. I mean, when Holton took off against Temple, I was right by his side all the way down to the goal line, you know, but I like blocking.
6: I know the big boys up there also appreciate that help, Uh, but uh, how do
15: you and Rajay feed off each other? Oh, it's just our energy. I mean, we clicked when we first got here. I knew him since we was, like, 10. I mean, we just clicked. Like, it's just a connection that we got, I'm glad to have that connection with him. All right. Thanks, Keaton. No
0: problem. All right. Thank you. Great job there, Philip, with uh, Keaton Mitchell. We mm-hmm. got a chance to hear from Roger Harris today also, Keaton Mitchell. And I- I've said it, and I'll say it again, Terrence. This is the best, in my opinion, Just duo of running backs that you'll find anywhere in college football
2: yes and definitely when you got running backs like that I'm gonna tell you something receivers and old linemen love to block for guys like that when I played in the NFL I blocked for a guy by the name of Jamal Charles Mm -hmm. played for the Kansas City Chiefs it was so fun blocking for him because any given time no matter where we at in the field he could break it right he could break and go 100 yards so our goal was just don't let our guy make the tackle so you get inspired to block when you got running backs like that
0: all right, let's uh, grab our final break of the afternoon, and when we come back, uh, perhaps another interview or two, but we will uh, certainly uh, wrap up what has been a, a noteworthy day of uh, Pirate football coverage here on uh, the flagship of the Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Waning moments of our uh, ECU Media Day coverage. Uh, our crew's done a fabulous job. We'll talk uh, about them. Uh, in a little bit, because the show's not over, and we don't want to get their their heads get too uh, big, because that will happen, Terrence, as you know in this business. <laughs> All right, uh, we've talked about the offensive line. Yep, we have talked about uh, that. It's got to be a group that it has to be better this year. Yep, uh, they are healthy. They are uh, physically stronger. Steve Shankweiler, Wiley veteran, the man. Yeah, let's hear what <laughs> Shank has to say.
6: Coach Shankweiler, offensive lines coach. It is offensive line correct? Right. So coach, um, you know, there were a lot of moving pieces on the offensive line last year and this year. There seems to have a lot of those guys back and at f- um, familiar positions. How have they looked as a group in camp?
10: Well, I think I think the fact that, you know, we really have all of them back except for one. And, you know, it's, it's um, and he only played one game last year. So it, really everybody's back. And, you know, there's no substitute for experience. Um, I, I don't know the exact number, but I'd say there's probably eight of them that have started a Division One football game before, and probably 11 of them that have played in a Division One football game, so, you know, that continuity just, uh, you know, makes a lot more, you know, a lot more amenable to, pardon, a lot more amenable to, you know, being able to work together as a group, to communicate well as a group, so it's been, it's been a lot of fun, this camp's been really good.
6: How have they worked with Holton? Well, is there a good communication between the line, you know, calling out the mic and stuff with Holton? Can you tell? Also, have an experienced quarterback along with that experienced officer yeah, line helping it, out? It,
10: it, it's good because, you know, when 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 either one makes a decision, the other one can sometimes override it, and so we have a little system in place where uh, it's kind of a kind of a, a, a fail safe system, so to speak and um, in the run game and the pass game where the two of them communicating. You know, we, we have the luxury right now. We've got, you know, I rely on the center position to do that mostly, and the tackles do it some, but the center does it mostly, and and you've got three guys that have all played Division One football at center, and so there's a lot of experience there. And so, yeah, Holton, Holton and those guys, um, you know, they, they – they seem to communicate well, and, and, you know, we've had a really good camp.
6: So there's a lot of depth at running back. How do the offensive line adapt to, you know, we have speed backs, we have power backs. Is it pretty much the same for those guys regardless of who's yeah, back they, there?
10: They don't care. They don't care. They, they know a difference. You know, I won't, I won't rank them in order how they look at it, but, but they know there's a difference. You know, they but that it does not affect the play call or – you know, really even the tempo of the play, because some plays we have the backs, you know, a little bit slower tempo, sometimes it's faster. So it's, you know, uh, they just, uh, their, their job is to block for whoever's back there. Even if you got back there, it's going to be the same. Thanks, Coach. You bet.
0: All right, Steve Shankweiler uh, there. Great job, Phillip. Uh, some good uh, questions there. Uh, Terrence, you heard that. Your thoughts on uh what Shank had to say.
2: Uh, I think that the best thing for our for our offensive line is the fact that we have offseason. Uh, the fact we have offseason, it gives those guys time to get in shape because everybody knows when offensive linemen get tired, you can tell it. You can tell. Maybe not with a receiver because they may run a route where they may be tired, but the ball didn't come. But anytime offensive line get tired and they start laboring, you'll be able to tell it because now the run game is not that effective or the pass game is not that effective. So I feel like the best thing that could happen for us was to have a full offseason.
0: All right, uh, Terrence, you heard everybody, what everybody had to say today. We're uh, 10-11 days from the uh, first game of the season against Appalachian State in Charlotte. Three weeks from today, we will be uh, out here for our uh, uh, 34th, 35th season, I believe it is, a Pirate Game Day countdown, Uh, and uh, you and I will be bringing uh, coverage to Pirate Nation on that before the uh, game, so... You know, it's going to be an a, a exciting season. I think there's a lot of interest in uh, where this program is headed and it's certainly headed in the right direction. As you look at it, uh, Terrence, uh, again, kind of where I asked you as you, uh, at the beginning of our show here today, uh, as you look at uh, the, the the season, what are you anticipating and what are your expectations?
2: My expectations are definitely to go at least win six games. Let's get bowl eligible, seven games. Let's get bowl eligible. That is the biggest thing that I want to see us do. Uh, I want to see us play tough, which I know that's what's going to happen because you you can kind of see it right now how things are going. The defense coordinator, when your defense is really making the most plays on your team, that says something. Usually a team, you have an offensive team just really lighten it up. But the fact your defense is coming around and playing great to the where they're playing, I'm, I'm excited about the confidence they're taking into the season.
0: Let me ask you one more thing here before we uh, wrap up, and uh, that is, you know, you obviously have been through this before, so what will the next few weeks be like before that opener?
2: A uh, film study. Film study, they're still going to practice hard. I mean, camp is over with, but camp really is not over. you still still right, right back to the grind. The grind never stops. Uh, that's one thing. Even though camp is over, the grind never stops. So it's going to be a ton of film study, ton of preparation, getting ready for this game.
0: Terrence, great job today. Hope you enjoyed it. It was great enjoyed having it. you here. Enjoyed and uh, looking forward to uh, uh, the uh, second right before Labor Day. We'll uh, look forward to having you on to uh, Uh, break down the uh, Appalachian State ECU game. Our coverage on the 2nd will begin at 3 o'clock with uh, a special Patrick Johnson show and then from uh, 4 to 6.30, Pirate Game Day Countdown. We'll have more on the uh, sponsorships of that and uh, where we're going to be. A lot of exciting things uh, for this year uh, next week. And also, we're going to have in three weeks, uh, it'll be the uh, opener. We will be uh, right here. Uh, from uh, Dottie Ficklin Stadium, and uh, perhaps a, a new and improved location. Uh, again, all of that coming next week. Uh, need to thank our crew today uh, here on site. Derek Alcorn, fabulous job producing. Uh, also, Philip Pilkington for his help on the production side, and also getting all of those uh, player, coaches, and interviews. Those that we didn't get w- to. W R H D H D One farm Joe. Courtney Guthrie was, our, I guess, she was like our coordinating producer. She was getting people. She was bringing them over here. She was doing a great job. And nobody, look, we didn't do it because we knew they wouldn't yell at Courtney because she's so friendly and bubbly that we knew that she could get all the players over here and nobody would uh, holler at her. So uh, we appreciate her help today. Great job by Ben Byram, as always, and also our uh, guy, uh, Chill Phil, back in the uh, uh, studios, uh, getting the interviews ready. And uh, also, uh, we uh, had... uh, uh, him doing social media. Follow our social media, 94.3 The Game, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll have more uh, clips up for you. We'll have more pictures up for you. And uh, coming up uh, later today, the podcast will be available of this Media Day event on 94.3thegame.com or wherever you download your favorite podcast. For our entire crew of Terrence Copper, I'm Patrick Johnson. Thanks for listening to our coverage of ECU Media Day. So long, everybody.
6: Ben Barmere providing
7: you some bonus content. Here's our man, Philip The ref, Pilkington, was live on the scene with some one-on-ones. Here was a few extra we weren't able to get to on the show, including interviews from Xavier Smith, Luke Larson, and a few others.
6: All right, we got Xavier Smith here. I have no position to call because he plays DN, he plays linebacker, does a little bit of everything. So, Xavier, we talked to you a couple weeks ago. You were in a press conference and you were talking about changing positions. But now that you've been out there in a true 11-on-11 scrimmage with Coach Harrell up in the box calling the plays, pretty much a preseason game, Mm -hmm. how how have you adapted to the new position this year?
3: Um, Well, I learned pretty quickly. So I have to be out there physically and, like, learn. Like, I can see it on paper and know what I'm supposed to do, but – I can really learn and elevate my game when I go out there and make the mistakes, look at it on film, like, okay, this is what I need to do better. So just being out there, reps, 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 repetition, I see myself gradually getting better each and every day. So I just have to keep working every single day.
6: So you've always been a vocal leader. Is it a little harder down there on the line where you're a little more closed off, you got to turn around to talk to guys, as opposed to when you're a linebacker, you can really, it's easier to portray your voice. How have you adapted to that? I mean,
3: nothing's really changed. You know, the most important thing about defense is communication, make sure we're on the same page. So even at rush, I'll stand up and, like, take a step back and, like, alert some for the D-line and look back to the linebackers make the check for them. And then just echo the call. And alert. So if they'll make a check, I'll echo the call for the D-line, so that way we're on the same page.
6: Speaking of rush, it seems like you guys did a very good job getting after the quarterback today. Not only you guys with the ones, but that trickled all the way down. Uh, have you guys prided yourself on, your pin know, ears back and – going after the QB
3: I mean to be honest I don't know how good I do at pass rush because I've never played that before but if you're saying we did pretty good I guess we did pretty good but like I said I'm just trying to get better because you know I have a lot of things I want to work on and I know where my weaknesses are at that position and like how to progress and make the team better so that's what I'm trying to focus on right now
6: so how have you attacked those weaknesses to become a better player and and even it out with the things that are your strong suit
3: uh asking questions uh you can ask Coach Dallas, I'd be asking him a thousand questions in the meeting. I'm like, okay, like, what do I do if his hands are outside? What do I do if his hands are inside, if I'm pinned in? And then YouTube videos, I'll like, go to YouTube, like I said before, and watch a couple YouTube videos and see like professional guys doing it, and then try to make tweaks and make it my own way. So that's basically how I'm learning how to do things.
6: All right, thanks Xavier, good luck season, man.
3: Appreciate
15: it. Xavier
6: there? Uh, we have Luke Larson here, punter. Luke, there's a lot of competition right now in the all really the special teams, how does that drive you to be better when you know that if you don't perform well, you could lose your spot like that?
17: It doesn't really come down to a question of losing your spot. It's more we want to win bowl games. We want to win games that get us to bowl games. So if I can do my job, if that's good enough, I get to see the field. If not, it's, that's a good thing for us because you know, the next guy steps up and does his job.
6: So overall, how do you think camp went from a special team standpoint? I know they were saying today they were really trying to see a lot in the kicking game. Do you think that overall you guys had a good camp and Coach was able to see what he wanted today in the kicking game?
17: Definitely. They've got three guys that have uh, both come in, or Owen that was here last year, that have stepped up, and they've all put their best foot forward. So I think for them it's more seeing in under which situations which kicker can, can provide for us.
6: Okay. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right, we have Coach Scott here with uh, tight ends and inside receivers. Coach um, Tyler's been out the last few weeks, or last, I guess, two weeks, and mm-hmm. there's been other guys that have had to step up. Do you feel like Holton has been able to move the ball a little better, knowing that he doesn't have one guy to focus on his number one guys? He been able to versatile and get other guys involved.
18: Well, you know, I think it's a it's a, a double edged that's Double edged sword. I think obviously we want Tyler to play as many snaps as he can possibly play for. us. So when something like this happens, it kind of forces you as an offensive staff and obviously as an offense to find other guys who can uh, make plays. And I think, you know, guys like C.J. Johnson and uh, Audio Matosho and, uh, you know, uh, Tyler Savage, you know, those guys have stepped up and made plays in, uh, in Tyler's absence. So when you can find other guys that have the ability to be the playmakers, you know, it just makes you feel much more comfortable when he starts, starts uh, back to practice on Monday.
6: All right, and... Uh... In the past, ECU has not used the tight ends a lot. there's a lot of talk about Shane Calhoun this year. Are you excited to see him get more involved more so than we have the tight ends in the past?
18: Definitely. Uh, Shane's definitely a, a dual threat guy for us. Uh, he gives you the ability to, you know, to be a stout, stout blocker in the run game, but he also gives you the ability to stretch the field uh, in the pass game. Uh, you know, Shane's done a tremendous job growing from last year to this year. I know he played a ton of snaps as a true freshman last year, but I think his maturation has really come. Uh, you know, you know. He's really matured. Sorry, about that really matured uh, from the spring uh, through 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 uh, fall camp and going forward. Uh, Shane's going to have Ryan Jones in the room with him. He's going to have Zach Bird in the room with him. So we so we've got you know four tight ends that we feel really good about that. I don't think Coach Houston had uh, you know two years ago when he got here.
6: So this year we're going to have a lot of the same returning guys, both that slot receiver and the outside role. Can you tell? in practice, just with spacing and chemistry with the receivers that they've all worked together and were all together last year?
18: Well, you know, it was really impressive. Uh, You know, I wasn't here last year, obviously, but what our guys were able to do over the summer, just what the guys did, uh, you know, in in, in the time that we were allowed to be outside and work with them, the things they did on their own. Uh, There's a ton ton of chemistry between Holton and the receivers a uh, ton of chemistry between Mason and the receivers. So the guys have put it the work, and it's, and it's shown up uh, throughout summer camp.
15: All
6: right, I know these guys love to have the football in their hands, but do they enjoy blocking for this two-headed monster we have at running back, that blocking in space and Calhoun blocking on the edge of the line?
18: Yeah, man. I mean, anytime you have the ability to have two home run hitters like we do in the backfield, uh, you know, in, uh, in Raji and Keaton, I think it, it lets our guys know that, hey, if you hang on to this block another second longer, you make this play happen, these guys can get this thing in the end zone. And, uh, you know, the other thing about the blocking deal for, for myself and Coach Dudzik is it's it's non-negotiable. So, you know, either you block or you don't play, but our guys embrace it and they do a really good job of it because they know the possibilities. And, you know, sometimes receivers are blocking for receivers. Tight ends are blocking for receivers. Receivers are blocking for tight ends. So it's not just the, just the running backs. It's just a selfless approach. That uh, the two different rooms take, you know, in, in the run, run, and pass game. Yeah,
6: no block, no rock. Right? No question, no <laughs> doubt,
18: no doubt. All right, thanks, coach. Thank
3: you, man.